dialed in to Fox and Brews, you might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these stuff. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks. And brews. Bucks and brews. And brews. Bucks and brews. We are back on Bucks and Brews. Um, I'm going to try not to be as loud as I sound because I'm getting a little bit of feedback on that. So hopefully I will be able to control that a little bit. Um, we have lots to get to this week. Uh, for our viewing audience, I'm going to show off something really cool before we talk about our beers. So we wanted a business card of some sort. That's not easy to see on from the camera there, but... We have basically business card bottle openers with our logo on it. Thank, thank you to the great Jack Razor for our logo. And these these look awesome. Freaking sweet. I am so happy with how these turned out. I, I used mine already. I, I'm using mine right now. Oh, yeah, that works. That's a winner. Yep. Green like money. So, uh, yeah, absolutely. I'm going to not talk about my beer yet. Nick, you talk about your beer first. I was gifted by my good friend David, an Angry Orchard hard cider, the old-fashioned cocktail-style hard cider. So um, I love old fashions. I, you know, I, I know you do. Great mixed Oops. drink. And then, of course, from there, <clears throat> I'm going to go to the uh, Michelob Ultra. Um, let's see. I did a lot of drinking this weekend. Yeah, I say, and, I, uh, I I did hear that. Yeah, I uh, I, I don't know if there was a beer company out there I didn't try. <laughs> I drank a lot of uh, Long Islands. You you sent me a great TikTok about New Glarus. I did. You did. What a fantastic TikTok! I was very impressed. And that guy that did it owns Revolution Brewing in Chicago, which is another brewery that I absolutely love. It randomly, like, it just come through, right? Like, this guy's, like, listing... For your page. Yeah, listing things, and uh, all of a sudden, he talks about this this woman that is the CEO of New Glarus Brewing, which I'm like, whoa, I didn't know it was woman-owned. And that's awesome. <clears throat> I keep watching stuff. They're, you know, the number 12 biggest distributor microbrew out there did you know that i did not know that that's insane we need them to be distributing in grand rapids to us yes quickly literally so i guess we got to find a way to hook up with them i i mean you know here we are i'm thinking i found like the world's small town thing no this is like a huge everybody knows their name you know cheers here we go kind of a thing we are by the way jam-packed this episode mike has some news for you that you're going to absolutely love i have a whole bunch of great things i I remember what my news is going to be you do (laughs) you will um oh that's really good i will i will tell you in a minute so nick talk about the beer that you have gifted to mike and i oh so the beer that these two are drinking is a yingling uh hershey's porter um yingling is the number one largest uh, micro distillery out there um and I have been searching for the Hershey's chocolate porter for two years. Yeah. Now, right. I mean, I keep telling people, Hey, find it. Like, let me, you know, when you get it, let me know. And uh, down in Florida, speaking of that, how was your trip to Florida? Uh, my trip was very good. The trip back sucked. 
Yeah, I've seen that. No, we can um, we can talk about that later. But uh, so I'm down in Florida and I find this six pack and I mean my eyes lit up. I I am a kid in the candy store, mm-hmm. right? I officially found chocolate beer, and then I drank one. And uh, have you boys tried yours now? I have. I have. Tried. And. It tastes like a porter you would get from a company that specializes in lighter, like lagers and yeah. things like that. I, I would agree. It, it's it does not have a rich porter taste. No, it's not. It's not robust in any fashion. No, it's it's kind of a little flat and a mm-hmm. little uh, very underwhelming. Yeah, <laughs> I'm. Your your feelings this are the same as my. Yeah, I, I'm, I'm kind of disappointed. I wanted yeah. a milk chocolate piece yes. of Hershey's candy yes. in my yes. mouth. And what I, I got, what I got was like, you know how like you know you're a fat kid when mm-hmm. you try cocoa powder mm-hmm. out of the thing because and you realize no sugar you realize it's disgusting. You're baking chocolate exactly yeah. right. Like it's not. It's, that's kind of what I get. Yeah, those yeah. baking squares. I remember trying to yes. get rid of those before. It was like horrible. <laughs> right? I'm glad everybody has done this. Right? Yes. It's not. Oh, you're not, not the only one. There's nothing else. Left. I used to drink. I used to drink spoonfuls of tag powder. <laughs> We now know it's wrong, Mike. I loved Tang, but, <laughs> or but or, not by the spoonful, or like the powdered nest tea and stuff like that. Oh yeah, no, Did that by the spoonful. One, too. One, yeah, the, like the nest, right? But so yeah, I was I was really kind of disappointed. And yeah, my, uh, I will agree. It's because it, you know, I, I really think it just didn't live up to what I wanted after the two full years of trying to mm-hmm. find. I mean, I've mm-hmm. had everything. Oh yeah, like, I've been there, right? Like. Well, you know what? I was expecting something better than the uh, Samuel Smith's organic chocolate. Yeah. What is it? A stout, I think. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And it's it's phenomenal. It might be my favorite chocolate beer, and I was expecting this to beat it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And this is not anywhere near it. Uh, my second beer, because I can't drink much tonight because I'm having a procedure tomorrow, yeah. will be Angry Orchard's Sinful, which is, I got to pull my glasses up to read it. Uh <laughs> It doesn't say. It's just cinnamon, hard ciders. cinnamon cider. Yeah, it's it's. I've had it. It's excellent. I'm very happy with that. Um, Mike, well, after I finish my yingling, which I attempt, I'm attempting to drink out of a boot. However, as I'm drinking out of the boot, I realize <laughs> that it's not, every time. To- well, not even that. It's every time I take it when it goes when I put it back down, it kind of like bubbles back up and everything. <laughs> So I think when I move off of the, that, I'm going to move away from the boot. But then I've got Parent Brewing Company Imperial Fudge Cake Stout. Oh, that sounds awesome. And I can share a little bit of that. I bet that'll taste better than this. Yeah. Could be. And I've got a Victory Sour Monkey Sour Triple. Ooh, that sounds really good, too. Mike has some fun beers. So Mike made a trip. Up to here. Oh, well, up to here, but he also made a trip out Friday night. Oh, and he yes, has, he has my news. news for you. Okay. It wasn't, it wasn't okay. to come get me. It was no. not. Did you call me, David, or did I call you? I called you okay. because Don goes, you better get a hold of your friend. Something's up. Yeah, that was definitely <laughs> something up. Um, so I went to um, Beer Exchange on Friday night. Kalamazoo. And yeah. And All I just, right. you know, talk, wearing my Bucks and Brews shirt. Yeah. Talking about the podcast, saying to our favorite beer tender to, there, yes, Logan. Logan. Yeah, and I said, I said, you know, they'd really like to come here and do a podcast. I said, yeah, you should do that. But her suggestion was, so you're not dealing with a bunch of crowds. Is their Sunday night in the basement where they're usually not super busy? They've got an area you could set up in toward the back and everything. 
do they have the ticker going? Oh yeah, because I'm not going. They do. In the yeah, anytime, any day they're open after six o'clock, they have the ticker. After six, okay. It's like is we know the story, man. I, I do know the noon. story. And even it's kind of cool is when you're in the basement along that back part. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like one of the rolling like marquee displays. Yes. Oh, perfect. So no, that, all right. See, I, uh, see, he's got good news for you. We'll have to see this invite. <laughs> um, so we're going to talk mental health tonight. And I got a couple of mental health things I got to plug before we yeah jump into that. The first one is uh, Mental Health Awareness Month. I believe is May. So Break Room Therapy is going to be selling a shirt that basically says "Break the Stigma: Mental Health Matters." It's really cool looking shirt. How much of those? It is. Uh, they're going to be $20, and the proceeds will go to Silence Spoken, which is a local charity that helps uh, okay. with mental health. Um, so, she, Dawn really wanted to find somebody that is local that supports yeah. the community. Mm-hmm. So, I thought that was great. Um, Consider me a shirt. All right. <laughs> Just rolling out money right here on national tv very very excited about that yeah and then we, we had a appointment at break room therapy this last weekend yeah from other podcasters really and when i got here either friday or saturday i don't remember the exact day i had several staff members jump me and give me their business card okay they're the recovery pod and they talk about recovery and addiction and literally every kind of addiction, hmm. mental health awareness, things of that nature. Um, I talked to the guy a little bit earlier today. I told him we were going to give them a really nice plug today. So um, if you're out there and you want to know more about addiction or you're struggling with addiction, please go and find the addiction pod. Give them a listen to great people also, say recovery uh, pod gumball. sorry the recovery pod gumball head right he, yeah gumball head is so. another recovery person that yep. we are very close to um so got a couple really good things right there uh i know he's listening to our episodes right now mm-hmm. uh while he's finishing up some work and stuff and i'm definitely gonna go listen to some of theirs and yeah. and maybe we'll get a partnership going there that'd be nice I have another podcasting story for you. So our last episode two weeks ago that we did with the Millennial Money Witch, Betty's Pages, and Breakroom Therapy. Yeah. Uh, Breakroom Therapy did one the next day with that damn podcast. Oh, okay. And, of course, when we're talking, we I obviously talked about Bucks and Brews. So they were curious. So we started talking, and they think what we do is great as well. So that damn podcast is is out there supporting us. Um, I know that two of the guys live close. They live in South Bend. Okay. And they're going to come up for a break room therapy session at some point. Sweet. I think when they come up, we should afterwards come upstairs here and <laughs> do a podcast yeah. together. That'd be fun. So a lot of, a lot of things in the hopper there. I, yeah. I'm very excited about. And of course, speaking of the hopper, because why not do this at the beginning of the episode? Next week is going to be one of my favorite episodes. Because we are going to go see one of my favorite people in the world, Steve Henderson, who is literally like a father to me. Uh, we're going to talk about starting your own business, retiring from your business, investing mistakes that he's made, what he can do with his money to earn some money and not be too 
aggressive with it. All sorts of great things next week. Um, really looking forward to that episode. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> I say we, we mentioned uh, a couple podcasts. I say before we start, right? We're talking mental health. So I want to I want to give a shout out to uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifeline. You know, uh, so the phone number for that is 800-273-8255. Um, if you don't want to make a phone call, they actually have a link for chat. Um, they have an official website. <clears throat> so, um, guys, if you're thinking if you're thinking about anything, reach out to somebody. <clears throat> um, you know, so this is important to us. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, it hits home. David, you've been in lows. I've been yep. in lows. Mike, you've been, been in lows, lows right? Um, you know, I, this was good because you guys did like what was it pretty early on i thought in bucks and blues you guys did as it related more to covid and everything yes. yep. you know you know and and you know now it's weird the you know i, I feel myself slipping back into it quite a bit mm-hmm. um my life is getting more and more stressful i'm you know i, I can't say i'm <laughs> the healthiest person to, to talk about it right but i'm, I'm open to share it because mm-hmm. you know I, you guys know just as much, right? Mm-hmm. Like I used to be the person that would be on Facebook. Hey, if you need something, reach out, reach out, reach out. Right. And like, to be honest, I never reached out to anybody, yeah. but I was always the guy who's like, Hey, mm-hmm. and now, now, like the older I get, the more I tell people about my faults and about my, my troubles and issues that I'm having. Right. And people are like, Oh, Oh, you'll get through it. Just man up and do it. And, and that's fine. Right. Like there's that people, but mm-hmm. um, to me, I don't know. I'm a big guy. So if you see somebody like me that speaks out, right. I, I just want to impact at least one person, right. Mm-hmm. To let them know, Hey, make that phone call. Do do those types of things. Well, you know, that that's a good point too. I, do, I don't know if we talked about this on the show, Nick, you would probably have to refresh my memory since my brain sucks. Um, so I sent you a text a few weeks back and I basically, you know, told you that things were not going real well. Yep. My brain's a big issue right now because it's not processing the way it should. And I made the comment that this is the best my brain's going to be. I should have just stayed home from the hospital and not gone in. And, you know, you followed up with, you know, people need you around, you you know, don't be despondent or anything. And, and I, I told you at the time, and I, I shared the same text with Mike, I'm not suicidal, right? but I honestly feel like if this is the brain best my brain ever is, I don't want to live like this. You know what I mean? Oh. This is not me. Yep. So I honestly feel like if this is the best it is, I should have just stayed home and died. And I, I get it, right? Like my, when I had the COVID brain, like I got more and more frustrated. Like I still, even to like this day when I forget something, because I, I, I felt like I used to be great. Like now I just feel like I'm mediocre and I'm yeah. like, you know, hey, you know, I, I walked into a into my desk today, and there's just, hey, can you tell me what of this is done and what you know where we're at? And I'm just like, holy shit, like that's never happened. You know, like this accountability aspect of things. It's yeah, like, I've always. So now I'm just, and it makes me mad because it's like I, yeah. I have no idea, right? I'm reading this, going, I don't remember being talked about this. Mm-hmm. So, but Dawn for the longest time is like, we already had this conversation, and my answer was good. Can you just tell me again? Because I don't remember. Well, you weren't listening to me. No, really, I was. I just literally cannot remember. Right. And for me, that's frustrating. So, you know, mental health is a big deal to us. We're going to go over that stuff. When we get done talking mental health, we're going to go and talk about a bunch of 
things that have been happening lately because I love to talk about current stuff. And I think, I mean, just to throw in the mental health and, and to almost go with it from a financial perspective, you know, if you don't have insurance, you know, yeah, some of those, you know, going to a therapist, not necessarily cheap. A lot of those now online therapy options are honestly probably more expensive than just finding your a local counselor or somebody like that to go to. But, you know, again, they're giving access to people who don't have easy access to it, which helps. But I mean, quite often, like I said, Nick mentions the suicide hotline, you know, calling them is free of charge. So if you're feeling suicidal or you know somebody you feel might be being suicidal and you just want to talk to somebody and reach out. But I mean, what helps a lot, you know, you can always find support groups online Mm -hmm. through different religious or other organizations. You can find, you know, just friends, you know, if you have really good friends, sometimes the best therapists you can have are just people you can talk to who you know aren't going to judge you. Yes, absolutely. You know, when I'm I'm at my worst parts, I, I come to one of you two or I go to Jim or I go to Mikey. I, you know, I, I know the people that I can go to that are just going to be like, you know, Hey, I get it. Mm-hmm. Go ahead and bitch and moan and, and let it out. And they're not going to judge and it's just going to be what it is. And, you know, you, you hope that that makes it better. And, you know, Nick and I have always been the type that we've told people, Hey, if you have an issue, call us any time of the day, Mike, same way you call us any time of the day. We don't care. Mm-hmm. We'd rather talk to you than go to your funeral. Absolutely. Oh, you need somebody to hang out with. I, I don't often drop my kids when I have them. But if I have a friend who needs somebody to talk to, I I will leave my kids with their computers and video games for a couple hours and I will come talk to you. Well, again, different situation, but we went and held basically an intervention a couple weeks ago uh-huh. when you had your kids. Mm-hmm. and it basically was hey listen i have to go do this yep it's not that i want to i just have to have to and i mean you know when we, when we talk about money especially uh th- there's a stigma about it mm-hmm. and people don't like to discuss it they don't like to open that part of their life because most of them don't really understand it they feel mm-hmm. stupid they feel worthless they feel like failures mm-hmm. And money compounds all of that. Mm-hmm. When, when I was broke and didn't have money and was looking to file bankruptcy, I felt like at my absolute lowest point, mm-hmm. you know, I, I, I had to have somebody go and hold my hand while I filed bankruptcy because I couldn't do it alone. I just wasn't strong enough. Mm-hmm. And, and luckily, you know, I, I had somebody that would go do that with me. Yeah. When I was going through my divorce and I mean that was probably my financial low just because I really it kind of as we talked about in the divorce episode it was a point of uncertainty I wasn't sure what my income was going to be was I going to be able to live uh, comfortably enough to you know keep a decent roof over my kids heads and stuff like that and again it was you know all more financial related along with like I said the personal side of things too but, you know, um, I people, I get so frustrated when people don't understand my financial insecurities, right? And people think, oh, my God, you have all this. Like, how could you feel? And it's like, I tell people, I have the most money I've ever had in my life. I have, you know, it, it's, it blows my mind. But I still, like, I'm in fear, right? Yep. Like, I... I lost my job and lost an income. And so it's like still new to me and different. And I, I've built a life for my wife, for my daughter. And I don't, I don't, I have that fear of not giving them the same or better 
on a constant basis. And people are like, oh, you got to get over that. No, like I've built this for this, right? And like, you can't just get over things, right? Like I have a personal, I have a personal problem with it, right? I, you know, and then, you know, it's fun because you tell somebody, hey, yeah, I have a, I have a million dollars, right? Or what are you complaining about? You're, you're, you're completely fine. <laughs> like I, I could lose everything in like a matter of seconds, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> like you don't get it, you know? Um, and, you know, the, the more money, more problems isn't not always a thing, but I tell you, it's, it's definitely a, a thing you have to think about. When you've lived a certain way, like what you have lived or, you know, what Mike and I have gone through financially, mm-hmm. you know, becoming better with our finances and more financially independent, oh, yeah. you, you have these fears mm-hmm. about where you're going to be. And it doesn't matter how much money you have, mm-hmm. because I've had plenty of people tell me, your money's fine. You have, you make plenty of money. And I'm sitting there going, yeah, you don't know my finances. You don't know what I'm looking at. You don't know what I'm thinking because I'm forecasting a year in advance. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. I'm always looking at a year down the line. And of course, what I do is I short my money and I, I up what my bills will be. And it always is in the red and it always looks red. Always. And for me, that keeps me on the line of, I have to make sure we're going to be all right. Yeah. I think that's what, I mean, I, I, especially for you and I, it's one thing that we actually both quite do. Right. Um, You know, if I'm having a real conversation and doing a real budget with people, like, you know, I I bring up the Caitlin episode, right? Hey, by the way, hi, Matt. Hey, Matt. Hi, Matt. Um, You know, the Caitlin episode, you know, I'm like, Hey, I want real numbers on these things. Right. But like, if I sit and do a budget, right my electricity bill hundred bucks yeah my gas bill hundred bucks right like it, it's nowhere near what it is it's right. always higher oh 100 right mm-hmm. oh hey you know i i know i pay you know 244 dollars for trash or whatever mm-hmm. no i pay 300 dollars a year right, right. <laughs> like i divide it out like mm-hmm. uh, so sure i have extras or whatever but you know hey our, i'm definitely in the red right on a constant basis this entire thing is you, you need to be because you never know when things will actually increase. Well, I'll tell you Because they're much more apt to increase than they are to decrease. Here's a, here's a factual statement for you guys, right? So um, last year at this time, my my eight unit that I paid gas for, mm-hmm. $800, $886 or something mm-hmm. for, for a bill, okay? I just got my bill for this past month, $1,060 and something cents. So like almost how, $200 more. How do you not want to blow your fucking brains out yeah. when yeah. it's literally more than what I'm renting the damn place for, right? Mm-hmm. Granted, all of them, like... So each unit just cost me 120 something fucking dollars. And I'm sitting here going, I'm barely charging these. Like, I'm not making any money. And people are like, oh, you have to be making money. No, like officially, like I don't. And it's my own problem. It's how I bought it. It's whatever. But like, you're, you're making money in July. You're not making money in February. You're kind probably of making of- the most money in like fall and spring when people are either a using their heat or a b using their air conditioning but i mean you know you think spring i'll give you but like fall i'm paying for fucking leaf cleanup on the that's true like yeah summer you know um you know it's just ridiculous i can understand why you would still even you know with the fact that you do have a decent amount of wealth built up a lot of your future wealth is based on you know the fact that you know the housing market doesn't fail or, yeah, you, or and people don't lose their jobs and aren't able to pay you rent and stuff like that right and and you know so it's 
there's always that fear um we're gonna get into that next week too especially talking to steve but he's told me and of course i listen to him because he has 30 more years of well not 30 25 more years of experience than what i have Mm -hmm. the best investment he's ever made real estate yeah it's always made money on his real estate he's lost money on other things but he's always made money on his real estate no i mean and that's um that you know that's a thing that i'm hoping happens right Right. like um but again you've got to be in it for the longer term you can't be like expecting your you know to have a return great in six months i mean sure if you know the if you can buy a house at the you know the bottom of the housing market and then sell it when it's high, you know, sure you can get that one time. But well, that's that's the hard thing is, is getting it one time. I'm closing on another flip because I I'm really like I'm adamant this year I'm going to be hitting quite a few of them. So I'm closing Friday at three thirty. Um, so we'll see how much I drink Friday. <laughs> so, uh, I always celebrate those those victories, but um, you know I I don't know man like so my, I, I took a different job. I'm very, very stressed in my job, right? The accountability. I, you know, tenants think that I'm a piece of crap because I don't do something within the first like two seconds, right? So here's, here's, here's what made me drink Friday. This is a truthful story of my life. Um, we're already understaffed, which everybody is. Okay. Mm-hmm. We're told, Hey, we can't afford anybody else. Stuff like that. Um, my, my property manager, like the, the office side of it. Um, we're, we're getting texts from, you know, this, Hey, what's going on with this person? What's going on with this person? You guys got to get this figured out. So I make a phone call. So she sends in a mass text, right. And says, Hey, this is my two weeks notice. Like the person that could actually hold me somewhat accountable and like, Hey, we worked really good together. Mm -hmm. Like now I'm getting like, I, I, I have nothing. And the person that I also work with, it's dumber than a fucking box of rocks and can't like do anything and and just doesn't understand the real estate side of things but does enough paperwork that mm-hmm. it kind of helps like you know but just does you know doesn't they, they don't understand that placing the wrong tenant makes my life really really hard right they're just like oh this person said they have money let's do it yeah i'm like god damn it you're stupid um because yeah, at least with your rentals that you own you have control over who lives there for the most part right i, it, I follow it, for the most part yes i follow the laws of things right yes but um, you know you run the credit checks and if you correct. just see a red flag you can say whoa correct right um you know but then so then now mind you i'm sitting here getting ready to bowl and i had a work order come in for something else and then i'm bowling in this tenant text hey you know we had we had like an inch of snow right which was like yeah. really thick my plowing goes out when there's two inches of snow. This time it's like, hey, it's ridiculous over here. We need plowing, blah, blah, blah. So I text my plow guy. I'm like, hey, these, you know, you, you went out and did this. Do you think, yeah, fuck it. I'll run over there and grab it. Plows out the driveway. Shitting out within seconds. I, he goes, hey, man, just let you know. Finish it up. Get a work order from her. That plow guy, maybe he needs to use a snow blower. There's stuff. There, this is all going to uh, freeze over and it's so slippery. We need salt and blah, blah, blah. And it's like. Like if you give a mouse a fucking cookie, right? Like, yeah, Jesus. And so then, like, sends another one. Oh, it's it's this, it's this. Like, sends another one. Here it is. Like, nine, nine thirty, nine forty-five, ten o'clock. And like, and I'm fucking losing my shit. And I haven't talked to this person because, like, 
I have nothing nice to say. Like I went above and beyond, got something done for you, and you're still gonna bitch. Like fuck you. Mm-hmm. Uh, like <laughs> I'm still getting mad about it right now. Like you, you're unappreciative, and I can't do it. And so like I talked to the owner, and I'm like, hey, her lease is up March. She's gone. Like I'm not gonna deal with that. She had the same issue with a refrigerator. Hey, I need a refrigerator. I need it right now. Like mind you, this is COVID. You know how hard it is to find a refrigerator right now? How hard it is to find anything? Anything. Windows are 14 weeks out, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, I, need, I need it, and I need it right now, and I need it, you know, blah, blah, blah. Get the wrong, I get the wrong size put in. She's like, no, I want this one. It's bigger and blah, blah, blah. And I was like, it doesn't fit in your cabinet. You're getting a new fucking refrigerator. Like, it fit on one side, but not the other. I didn't measure two spots. You can buy the fridge you want. Oh, oh my gosh. So, yeah. just, uh. You know, I've done that before in a rental. I've just yeah. been like, I'm buying it and I'm going to basically say, this is what I want to get reimbursed for. Oh, and, and you know, so I mean, again, I didn't go expensive. I went bottom of the line because I knew right. I was moving out in six months. Sure. Well, and that's, you well, know, see, if I'm buying it, I'm taking it with me. Right. Which is fine too. Hey, right? yeah. I'm buying this fridge. I'm taking it with me. Yep. Hey, thanks for taking care of that. But no, like, you know, and so it was just the, the, the added amount of everything that's adding up, right. Mm-hmm. And then open work orders and, you know, now I have no idea what I'm going to do with this person gone because that's a big workload, right? And I already can't do my workload, right? Like, so I just I got fully stressed and took it out on some drinking. Well, and and that's kind of it feeds into what we're talking about tonight, which is you know your mental health. So, mm-hmm. you know, I went to a, a doctor today about my neuro issues with my brain. Sure. And it was a neuropsychiatrist and, and basically, you know, she asked a whole bunch of questions. And one of them was, uh, how much do you drink? Well, right now I, I drink a couple of three beers a week. Mm-hmm. She goes, is that typical? And Don goes, well, I mean, during the Trump years, he drank a lot. She goes, what's a lot? A lot. <laughs> Don's like, he would get blackout drunk. She goes, how often? I'm like, I don't know, once a month. <laughs> and uh, she goes, yeah, that, that did happen. Uh, my mental health was in a bad spot. I'm empathetic. And, you know, Cheeto McCock Nuggets sucks as far as I'm concerned. And, and you know, it, it just, it made me need some kind of release which basically is what you went through on friday you had all that stress build up and you were ready to explode you were either going to tear somebody in half or you were going to drink a lot oh and you know it's funny because i drunk texted people and all that and my one buddy who owns the property Mm -hmm. he's like all right you getting that figured out and i was like oh man did i call you and he's like no you texted me and i remember having a conversation in the bowling alley and people like oh how many f-bombs can you drop and i was like you know like here we go right a lot more and if you read the uh this is the fudge cake stout if you read the uh, text you know it's just every other word and it's exactly like i'm either gonna throw somebody through a freaking wall or you want to drink yeah well you like imperials oh that's really good that is good wow See, it's got a, it's got a, it's got a better chocolate flavor. Much better chocolate flavor than, than Hershey's. Than right. Hershey's. Right, Hershey's supposed to, man. Huh. Hershey's needs to step up their game. Yeah, maybe don't use powder and use a, use a, a, a liquid yeah, chocolate just, next time. 
meltdown the kisses and extract. Mm-hmm. Right, that's what I'm saying. Just, that should be easy enough. Right? You know, they didn't put alcohol in it. Like, honestly, they should have just... You know, you know they, they own just, Reese's, too. They could just melt down a Reese's Buttercup and we'd be a happy guy. Oh, that would right. be so... Um, no, you know, and... Hi to Vanessa, who's on... Bad being with us. Hi, Vanessa. Hey, thanks for the hearts and the loves, guys. We appreciate it. But, you know, I don't know. I'm... You know, so dealing with that stress and then trying to figure out what I want to do with my business, right, mm-hmm. doesn't doesn't really add up. And you know, I the city the city got on me for a couch that my tenant put along the side of the yard or whatever. And it's like I I'm being held responsible for something mm-hmm. that my tenant did. Well, you're the landlord, and so you own the land. And it's like, okay, but you don't let me fucking own the land <laughs> when it comes to kicking my tenants out or doing whatever, right? right? Like. No, I just have to eat the goddamn cost. It's convenient yeah. to them. Oh, you know, it, this, it, it blows my mind how shitty it is to be a landlord, right? Mm-hmm. Well, I mean, that that feeds into everything, you know, money-wise and mental health-wise. So I, I know that when I'm stressed with money, my mental health is awful. Mm-hmm. I'm sitting there trying to figure out, okay, do I need to make more money? Do I need to make cuts here? What can I do to to better this situation. And until I have some kind of plan, I'm either going to be depressed or anxious or angry, or I'm going to lash out at people. I mean, those things are going to happen because I, you know, everything's spinning Mm -hmm. and nothing is where it needs to be. And I, I noticed that with a lot of people, you know, I, I'll do financial consults with people. I, I did one with star Wars, Chris, who works for us here. And he kept putting me off. And when we finally sat down and talked about it, he goes, wow, this wasn't as bad as I thought it'd be. And and actually, I, I kind of feel a little bit better. Yeah, because now you have a plan. You're not sitting there thinking about the unknown anymore. You don't have to sit there and say, man, my money sucks. And that makes my life suck. And I just, you know, want to go hang myself. Mm-hmm. And, and that's a common theme. I mean, you know. Well, and when you put out something like that, right? So everybody you know i would say more of a republican answer right which is the outspoken people usually what's the answer right go get a better paying job Mm -hmm. that's not always a fucking answer right most of the time it's not and you have to realize that okay so i'm a psycho right (laughs) like i have no problem putting in 90 hours a week like getting paid you know money in the end i care about the what the final number is right? right it doesn't matter what i'm making all that all i care about is that and, you know, there's people who literally can't mentally do more than, you know, 40, 45 hours a week, right? Mm-hmm. Like, Well, and Van- Vanessa has a comment here, and basically that's what she was going through before she sat down and talked to me. Right. And we stuck her on a plan. You're out of control. You, you feel desperate and miserable and a failure, mm-hmm. and you just don't know what to do because, again, you don't have those life skills to pull on to say okay this is where i'm at this is what i need to do i mean you know when i sat down and talked to vanessa i'm like well let's get rid of the smaller bills yeah and then you and i sat down with her a couple months later and she's like yeah that just doesn't work for me i need to get rid of the stuff that you know is charging me more interest Mm -hmm. and you're like yeah that's perfect that's exactly what i do and i'm like yeah that's what i would do too but most people aren't us right most people right and that's you gotta you gotta find it and you know it's 
I think people learn both ways, right? Like there's there's hands-on learners and then there's people that can learn from a book. My wife could never learn hands-on, right? Mm-hmm. Like she needs to learn from a book um, where if I read something, oh, fuck, you think I'm going to know that, right? Like it's just not going to happen. So, um, you know, accounting, when it comes to like accounting, actually, so I took an accounting class and the teacher's like, all right, read your book and then like fill out the stuff. And, you know, so it's, hey, Miss, Miss Susie has $5 gifted to her right is that uh you know does that go in the expense category and i'm like fuck but now the teacher's like all right so you have money that goes in and like actually writes it on the board and i'm like nailed it i got this hold on <laughs> like i can learn this but i can't i can't read and learn that's horrible and and there are things that i can read and learn and there are things i just just let me get in and dig in right like you know the class i'm currently taking i'll do a discussion post and he's like you need to use something from the readings that's great. I've never read anything you've given me. So I, let me so just open that and read a paragraph and I'll crowbar in something from that paragraph into the stupid post. Yep. Again, regurgitating information to me isn't learning. No. Right. So, I mean, you know, when, when we're talking, there's resources out there. I mean, again, we, talking to the recovery pod, it was the recovery pod, right? Yeah talking to them he's like yeah we deal with everything every kind of recovery and that's what's great is because there are so many things that are out there that you can struggle with you know whether it be alcoholism or narcotics or gambling gambling, uh sex addiction addiction money issues overeating overeating i mean there's so many things And we don't find enough resources out there to truly help those. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I I was basically telling the guy, I assume it's a guy, that, you know, we we started the podcast because he asked me how many listeners and stuff we had and do we advertise. And my thing was, no, we don't really advertise. I mean, you know, we share stuff on social media. That's our advertisement. Or we make, you know, stickers or or bottle openers. And that's our advertisement. Just when you're out doing things, you do word of mouth. Correct. We wear our shirts quite a bit. So, I mean, you know. Mine's tough because it constantly covers it. Yeah. So, yeah, we kind of do. But at the same time, we really don't do that and and i told him i said listen nick and i couldn't get together during the pandemic we couldn't talk money and our big thing was bouncing ideas off of each other i I remember sitting at your house and going hey there's a peer-to-peer lending thing called prosper and you're like what what's that and i'm like yeah you you basically pick what loans you want to give money to and you and i hopped on it that day and started looking into it yep and i've been investing with prosper since i think 2018 and it return like 28 percent that's great now i don't have a lot of money into it i you know i i might have put in 75 100 dollars but i you know made way more yeah if you're putting in 75 dollars and making 95 you know that's a good percentage so uh the super bowl i get a text from david uh hey they're giving away a free 15 bucks (laughs) Coinbase. Yep. And so, you know, sober me is like, I'm downloading this app. <laughs> so I downloaded the app. And then, like, what, three minutes later, I'm like, oh, 1505. <laughs> so, What's it at right now, Nick? I'm looking it up right now. <laughs> and uh, again, I'm not, I don't like Coinbase because they charge you to trade crypto and I don't want to pay to trade it. Really? I'm pretty sure they do because I think that's one of the ones I looked into. 
But if they're going to give me a free $15 of crypto, I'll take it. Right. And and it's not just, I mean, it's Bitcoin. So it's the number one crypto. I got to figure out uh, your asset. Wow. So I'm at 1605. So you've already made a dollar five. Oh, a dollar six. There you go. Went up. <laughs> say, yeah. Wow. All right. Uh, this might be a great day trader. <laughs> say, that kind of returns is pretty decent. Yeah. Because Dawn's like, did you watch that commercial? I'm like, no. And so she sent it to me. And I'm like, all right, let me do this. So I did it. She did it. You did it. Yeah. <laughs> I sent it to Caitlin. I don't know if she did it. 15 bucks. It, it's it's free. But can you cash it out for cash? Yeah. You just have to sell it. Oh, okay. Find somebody to buy it? No, you just sell it. Oh, you put okay. in, it's just like trading a stock. You put in a sale order of what you want. Huh. Does it have open and closed hours? We're going to find all this out. Uh, they do, they run during normal hours, but they also do trade after hours. Okay. Sure. I'm going to sell it right now and make my dollar. There you go. Now that only a dollar, you make 15 yeah. plus your dollar. There you go. I'll just let it sit there forever and hope that my 15 turns into millions. That's what I do. I just let it sit. Buy and hold. Now that I have another, but the problem is having another one, like I'm going to start investing in it. Yeah, I, I don't have that problem. Like Aaron Rodgers, even though he's a douchebag, sent me that Bitcoin. Yeah. It just sits there. I don't care. Well, I got to like, I got to add to it to see how big it can get. Nope. Yep, no interest. My, my betterment's going up too. So, you know, and speaking of mental health you know that's one of those things where when people get really destitute over money and they have a family mm-hmm. they decide all right this just ain't worth it anymore i'm out yep. mm-hmm. and that's something we don't want to see because you can mm-hmm. always come back I, yeah there are certain money situations you can't come back from uh, medical would be one of them mm-hmm. a lot of times you can't come back from that i mean <clears throat> right like in there's ways to play the system, though. Oh, of course. Like, like, I mean, granted, if you get if you get wealthy enough, they'll they'll do the suing. But like, you know, I mean, if you're personally in that much debt, you can sign off everything to other people. And oh, absolutely. You know, it could all grow that way. I, I but I do get what you're saying, right? Yes, there's some million dollar things that you cannot get out of. Yeah, not student loans. Mm-hmm. You know, you're basically screwed. We're going to talk about some of that stuff today too. Yeah um well that's you know that's gotta be tough like especially mental health wise like you bust your ass through mm-hmm. college right which is apparently tough um say i don't know for a little bit you know you're 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 working you're you're, you're telling yourself you're promised a really good job and then you get out and you're not making much and you can't pay your damn bills and now for the rest of your life like what you thought was going to take you four to six years is now taking you 55 years right mm-hmm. like that's tough and you can't get the house you want you, you know, you can't, you can't do the things that you want because of it. Oh, absolutely. And, you know, that's, that's one of the big things, especially with the uh, student loans. They made it so difficult to file bankruptcy on that oh. you enter into those deals. And, and they're, student loans aren't like they were when I was graduating high school or when Mike graduated high school. They're way different now. That's what I'm hearing. Like, you, you don't really even have to sign up for it. It just gives it to you. Yeah. My daughter is automatically given student loans because she files for FAFSA. FAFSA which, so like when I filed, I had to go sign a loan document. Yeah, you don't do that anymore. Right. They just give it to you. Yeah, like, and hey, you have to jump through hoops to deny it. Really? Yes. See, because she does it all the time. Yeah, that's that's insane. Like, 
just assume everybody's taking on that loan. I mean, so for me, when my kids are getting ready for college, it's basically be smarter for me to do like a HELOC or a refinance of my house. Yeah, and probably. Pay, and pay for their college. And hope they pay you back. Yeah. 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 Um, that, that would probably be the smartest way. Start saving now. Well, I mean, again, I, if you don't know what you're signing up for, you shouldn't be doing it. But no. they're hitting 18, 19 year old kids with this. And though, again, you look at it and you're like, okay, well, I spent five years in school and I spent 35,000 a year on school. So, you know, let's just go with round numbers. Let's go with 25,000. So I have 125,000 in debt, but it's not really 125,000 because when I went to school originally, they didn't charge interest until six months after you graduated, they started charging interest. And that's how mine worked. No, I didn't have to, I didn't have to make a payment. My interest started. I didn't have to make a payment. You didn't have to make a payment, but your interest didn't start either. Now interest starts day one. That's crazy. So by the time you graduate, your hundred and twenty-five thousand is probably closer to two hundred thousand, or more, or more. And you know what I find really weird is, you know, back when I was in high school, and Mm -hmm. you guys were the same way. um, You know, my my professors were like, "Hey, when you go to college, they're going to have people handing out frisbees or CDs or you know whatever if you sign up for a credit card." Correct. Yeah. Oh, you know, and kids don't. Hey, we'll give you a free pizza if you do it. And they made that predatory and illegal. Yes. But yet they're going to allow people. You know what pisses me off is the fact that you could take a student loan and go buy a fucking college shirt. Yeah, you don't have to spend it on school. Yeah, you can you can buy a pencil. You can buy like a laptop. I, I dated a girl once yeah. that would get her student loan money and go buy groceries. Yeah. See, like, no, that's just, I don't know. That's not how this should work. It's not how any of this works. But, um, you know, I don't see why they don't see that this is predatory, right? Like. No, the difference is they see that it's predatory. They don't care because that keeps them rich. Yeah. So difference is care. Yes. You know, again, we're sitting here and it's uh, February 15th. Yep. 2022. Yep. And trending today on Twitter. Yep. George Carlin. Yes. Yeah. You said that. Yeah. I did. Because again, everything Carlin ever said was pointed towards big brother and conservatives and bullshit yep one of my favorite comments the american dream you have to be asleep to believe in it yeah yep you know it's just the way it is Mm -hmm. they only care about business and businessmen yep i liked the uh tiktok that you shared which was the guy basically going Republicans call people sheep, yet they're basically a bunch of sheep following one shepherd. Yes. Donald Trump. Yes. It's absolutely and doing everything he tells them they yes. should do. Whereas at least other people, independents, liberals are sitting there going, yeah, that's bullshit. Again, I voted for Biden. Do I love Biden? No, no I don't. I don't love it. I, he seems like a really nice person. Mm-hmm. is he a great leader i don't fucking know probably not but i mean the different he cares about he cares about people and at the end of the day don't you need that in a leader yes no you say no i say yes uh i mean there's a difference between caring and you know over caring okay but you have to care as a leader 
You don't have to over care, but you have to care. You have to care in some way. So again, we coached together. Mm -hmm. You could probably whip off four or five kids. You couldn't stand. Yeah, of course. But you could whip off eight or nine that you would have handed them 50 bucks if they needed it. Of course. But I mean, because you care, even the kids that I couldn't stand doesn't mean I wouldn't go above and beyond for them. We did go above and beyond for them. We just wouldn't go beyond that. Right. You know, granted, I will tell your mom that, you know, you're the problem. (laughs) (laughs) And did. (laughs) But, you know, those other kids, how many times do we run out and buy lunch or dinner or, you know, Here's snacks before the game. Yeah, drives home. Especially where you guys coach. Yes. I mean, these were not, these, they had lower income families. So, yeah, I mean, you guys bringing them snacks might have been the last thing they ate that day. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you know, I look at Priscilla all the time, and you weren't there by the time she was a senior. Yeah. But senior night was the only time I ever saw her mom. Her mom showed up five minutes before she had to walk out onto the field with Priscilla. And when she was done, she went right home. Hmm. And I sat there going, what in the fuck? I mean, this is almost similar, but I mean, different in the fact that, like, we're getting ready for summer camp. For yes. There are limited spaces at the camps, mm-hmm. you know, in general anyway, but a little bit more with COVID. COVID restrictions and stuff. And I mean, with it being outdoors, you can lighten certain things up. But we, to give more room for kids, we try to limit parents. Well, one kid, both of his parents, like we're the first people to sign up and it's like this is a family again you see that when they drop their kid off you see them when they pick their kid up you see them when we have courts fodder you don't see them any other time yeah but they're thinking that they can take two spots of summer camp instead of giving it to a parent who actually would help yes and is there and i was like and the la- and i was like the last person to sign of like the 10 they were allowing as just an initial sign up, and I'm probably the one who's going to lead it again this year. Uh, of course. Yep. You know, I, I sat there coaching, and Marvin and I would say over and over again, you can guarantee there will be two parents in the stand. Mm-hmm. It'll be my wife and his wife, yep. because we're in the dugout. And that was the only guarantee we ever had. Now, I, I coached some great kids. Chloe's mom was always there, yep. Ashley's dad was always mm-hmm. there ariana's mom was always there one of cassie's parents was there yeah mm-hmm. you know one of the kids i hated her mom was always there she fucking hated me um <laughs> i'm not gonna Looking mention for ways name. to get you fired oh absolutely she wanted me fucking gone uh, <laughs> um you know but when you look at it you know i remember marv telling me before i got the job they had a game up in kent city mm-hmm. and he was the only parent that went And one of the kids was hurt and needed to go to the hospital. So Marv went with the kid because they had nobody. Mm -hmm. Well, that's, yeah, that's, that's completely different, right? Like, you know, when I, when I coached over at uh, Potter's house and, you know, I had, and it was, to me, it was like a financial thing. Yeah. So the the one, her dad was very, very well known in the, Mm -hmm government system mm-hmm. um was there mom was there right i mean we're talking i don't know yeah but was it because uh, they cared about their kid or was it because it was a photo opportunity no not at all like absolutely just okay. about their kid like they, they weren't they weren't photo like yeah you wouldn't know who they were but and what they do, yeah you knew who they were 
only because they told me, right? Yeah. Like, this is what I do. This is who I do it for. That's all I can say. Oh, shit. <laughs> well, the hard part, though, sometimes, like, especially, like I said, where you coach the lower income, it, it oh, may not gosh. be that the parents, I mean, and some didn't, yeah. but some of it might be the fact that they're working. Yes, They've absolutely. got other kids they have to stay home and yeah. take care well, of. And, yeah. But that was it. Like, I had one, I had one, right? Like, one that would show up and then, you know, practice is done at five. Here it is, 730. Hey, my mom's finally on the way. Hey, ma'am, uh, just to let you know, like, practice was done here. You were supposed to pick your kid up. Oh, yeah, sorry, I, you know, I did this or whatever. My bad, it won't happen. Okay. Hey, man, your your mom work? You know? <laughs> like, right? Hey, why don't you give her a call and tell her, you know, I'll drop you off or whatever, right? Because I'm not going to wait around for two and a half hours. So. I, did, I dropped off so many kids over the years, and there were certain kids that I would not be alone in the car with. I, like, exactly. absolutely flat-out refused. Yep. So if I got to take that kid home, I, you know, usually I'd have a captain come to me and say, hey, coach, you want me to ride with you? Yes, I do. Thank yeah. you. Yep. So y'all sit way in the back. But I mean, that, and that's sad, right? Like, and it's hard, too, in this day and age, because, I mean, there does have to be a point where not only do you need to make sure, you know, the youth is protected from any potential thing, but you need the protection yourself of a youth that might just be like, he touched me in a weird way. Yep. Well, yeah, you get it way too often, but you know, and that's another right mental health right there. Mm-hmm. Like the fact that us as guys have to constantly think about what is a possibility that we got ourselves into a situation. Yep. Right. Where I'm at now, there are girls I've hugged. Yeah. But it's rare mm-hmm. because they don't need that. You know, they have mm-hmm. both parents at every game and their parents are very involved and they care about them. And I don't need to be that support system mm-hmm. where I was before I hugged everybody all the time because they needed it. Mm-hmm. They needed some kind of validation mm-hmm. that somebody gave a shit. Yep. And that was the thing that always pissed me off. I mean, you know, I'm coaching these girls and they're just great kids mm-hmm. and people just didn't give a shit about them. And it would irritate the hell out of me. And even from ones that had like great parents, Deja's a great example. Her mom's fantastic. But even now, I mean, I'll see posts from her and she's like, yeah, people think I'm a shitty mom. She's phenomenal she cares about her son so much and she works her ass off and she does all these things but she doesn't have what other people might have yeah she you know she has to work for everything she has yeah. she can't do as much with him as she wants to do because she has to work mm-hmm. well it's you know that's the thing that people don't see um you know and and you got people like us that are hey i know it's tough but make sure you invest so that way you don't have to do it and yeah, I can't. And blah, blah. Hey, look, we get your stress. Yeah, maybe we... it is part of it though, because she wants to provide a little more for her. Because mm-hmm. maybe if she didn't work as much as she did, they wouldn't even be living in that area. They'd be living in a completely worse area. Yes, yep. there's a lot of that. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, and I, I can honestly say, my daughter, until she hit a certain age, didn't grow up with a lot because I couldn't provide what I wanted to. Sure. But she'll never say she missed out on anything because I spent all the time I could with her. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I, I try to spend as much time with my kid. You know that as much as I do, yeah. right? Um, I miss, you know, very little things. Um, and my my sister-in-law, uh, you know, likes to think that it's funny to say that my kid is spoiled. <laughs> like, I look at it and go, no, right? Like, mm-hmm. 
just because I give her things doesn't mean you don't have any idea what I make her earn and how her life lessons come Mm -hmm. through. Like, so my kid will lose her shit over a 25 cent necklace. Oh yes, absolutely. Just absolutely lose her shit. And I'm like, look, here's what it is. I can buy 12 of them online on Amazon for a dollar. One dollar. They're going to be here in two days. Right. Stop. Like, understand that this is literally fixable by money, mm-hmm. right? This is nothing to be that upset about. You have a dollar. And if not, guess what? You can go earn a dollar, and this is how you're going to go do it. And guess what? Now that you've thrown the sissy fit, you're going to go earn that dollar, and I'm just going to buy these, and you don't have a choice, right? Right. You know, did the same thing. She gave away a, a bead, right, out of out of a necklace kit or whatever. And the whole kit was 15 bucks. And then after she did it, she regretted it. And just lost my shit, right? I'm like, look, this is again just money. Like, oh, you spoil her. What lesson do you want me to teach my kid that, like, if you work your ass off, that you can buy something after you? Your financial regrets should never be your biggest regret, mm-hmm. right? Like, you should understand. Hey, this here is very fixable with money. Losing that friendship with the person, <clears throat> that's not fixable. You need to fix that. Right. And guess what? If you give it, you can go get it. Like your regret, and so like. Oh, she spoiled. I'm hoping that you see that she spoiled in that aspect, right? Mm-hmm. Because again, like money shouldn't be the topic of a six-year-old's fucking mind. Right? <laughs> like, how can I treat somebody better? How can I act like this? How can I have two things? Hey, dad, can I do this? Right? Like, hey, can I give this away? One of the smartest things I ever heard coaching was I'm, I'm at a coaching clinic one time and a coach that I couldn't stand said this. He goes, yeah, you watch all these parents are spending twenty thousand dollars on travel every year and easily and they think it's going to get a division one ride hutch is going to call them up and say i gotta have you my starting shortstop at michigan yeah nobody's calling for these kids they're really lucky they might get to play at a community college maybe a little bit higher the majority of them aren't going to do shit so you better cherish all those memories you're making on these twenty thousand dollar teams every year Mm -hmm. because that's what you're going to be left with and i went Wow, that's a that's a pretty powerful statement. Because mm-hmm. again, I've coached a lot of great ball players. You know, Dave Ramsey says that. Does he? Actually, yeah. Well, fuck him. But <laughs> I've coached a lot of really great ball players, and many of them did play in college. Yep. But they sacrificed a lot to do it. They either sacrificed money, or uh, they they went to a school that didn't have a program that they wanted and wasted time and more money, or. You know, they, they gave up an absolute social life because if you're playing in college, they own you. People don't realize that. No. I mean, you're, 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 you're a student athlete, but they go, they're not, it's not like high school where you're a student first. They go hand in hand. They own you. You do everything they say Mm -hmm. because they're giving you money. Oh, and like you get to choose your schedule around. So like I, we all know I went to school with a bowling scholarship, right? Like. Hey, you will be here for lunch during this time. You will then come back for practice during these times. Schedule your classes around that. Yes, right? you like, have study table this time. Study table is not optional. Yes. Study table is mandatory. Oh, hey, guess what? We're not practicing our actual physical bullet. Guess what? You're running the fucking laps. You're doing right. this. And it's like, whoa, I did none of this in yes. high school. Like at high school, I was kicked out of a bowling alley for leagues at six o'clock in college you're a fucking adult right like Mm -hmm. this is literally like people don't understand it like if you got out at three o'clock you're leaving a bowling alley at 9 30 right (laughs) like this is how 
is how it's meant to be, right? Well, mm-hmm. you know, that again, that that falls into, yeah, you're an adult at 18, but what the hell do you know? You don't know anything. No idea, right? I mean, granted, they fed me. Yeah, so, that's great. <laughs> well, only when on away trips, right? right. <laughs> so, but well, I remember Jessica saying when she bowled at Davenport, she's like, hey, Nike sponsors, I want Nike everything. They better, they better buy me Nike underwear. No. Right. they'll give you maybe if you're at the university of oregon but they'll give they'll give you a a jersey right they'll give mm-hmm. you uh we we got discounts on balls and shoes and stuff but oh, like, absolutely wasn't like given um you know davenport davenport gave out t-shirts like crazy but again it wasn't like they gave out big guy stuff right <laughs> so um you know when i first signed and they'll entice you like crazy right i mean being a poor kid yeah when i first signed hey what size shirt you wear? All right, you want you want black, white, red, all three? Yeah, cool, great. Here you go, yeah. kid. Oh, you need pencils? What else you need? You need, you need paper to write on? Do you have a book bag to bring here? Oh man, tell you what, here have a Davenport book bag, yeah. right? Oh man, you know we, we want you to we want you to be Davenport here. Oh, you need bowling bags? Here's Davenport. I still use my Davenport bowling bags, right? <laughs> like, um, it's just they will entice you like yes. crazy, but you know you will work for it and people don't get it like, no it's a job like, it really is you know they think that these high school or college football kids no like you're literally in the gym mm-hmm. and then you wake up and go to class and then you know i don't know how these kids have time for homework most like, of them don't right well, they're still passing their class well one way or another <laughs> that's a fact so it better, better be real good we've, we've hit on a whole bunch of, of financial and, and mental health stuff yeah. Are you ready to kind of transition into some current stuff? Yeah, let's do it. Because I've saved a whole bunch of stuff I've found recently. Currently, we have uh, Bucks and Brews beer openers with our logo on them. And you know how much I love that. I do. These are great. I did good, didn't I? Yeah, yeah. So I'm going to actually put this up on the Twitch screen so people can read along with us. Oops. Why did that go away? Here we go. It doesn't like me today, Nick. Just hold it over there. I don't want to just hold it. Well, you're only reading one thing. There we go. This is interesting looking at this because I can almost tell now what's underneath that. What? Aluminum shorters won't stop us from getting fresh beer into your hands. This is the Perrin fudge. Yes. We've repurposed printed cans to continue using the freshest beer. Now I'm seeing the orange and I'm really believing it is a two-hearted. I can see that. I could definitely see that. So I saved a bunch of tweets. Sure. So let's read some of them. So this guy borrowed $20,000 for college. After 10 years, payments totaling 80,000, his outstanding balance or his or hers was 160,000. And the student loan servicer said I had to give him free back massages, massages for the next 30 years. This is the ideal system to me. Followed it up with, I know, I know, it's my fault for wanting to get an education and not making precisely the correct financial decisions at the ripe old age of 18. I guess I should just die now. Which was followed up with a guy who went to school when a semester cost 87 cents and a back of Bazooka Joe bubblegum told me he paid his own way and I should too. So now I feel like the asshole. Yeah, but that you just look at those numbers. He borrowed $20,000. Mm-hmm. He has already paid four times that, mm-hmm. and he still owes eight times that. Yes. That is why this system is insane. He Predatory. Is basically, yeah. 
he is basically in in the 160 is based on right now yes so it's not even necessarily any interest that might still go over the next how many ever years it's going to take him to do that well considering it started at 80 and it's doubled i mean we're talking he could end up by the time he pays it all off 20 to 25 times what he borrowed here's the question will he pay it off no he never will no he'll die yeah which is i'm sure what his comment was i may as well die now correct Mm. there's ways to pay it off but yeah well there are ways to pay it off but again it boils down to the fact that they're giving these loans to people who don't really understand finance or was a loan if that's what he's if he only borrowed 20 how easy would that have been for him to find even if it wasn't his parents willing to do it a close family friend or something like that who could have yeah borrowed it just from a bank say i want a twenty thousand dollar loan for this and given him that twenty thousand at a whole lot less interest rate Um, people always say they don't have it but i think the honest answer to that is people are too afraid to ask Mm -hmm. yeah yeah but you know so now here ready how long do you think this has been a problem honestly it's i'm sure the last 25 years 25 years how long do you think this has been a problem probably about the same 25 years i do you think that i did not take out student loans my mom basically had a job where she maybe made twenty, thirty thousand dollars a year and she it was a part-time job. She was mm-hmm. teaching preschool with a friend of hers. Mm-hmm. And she basically put the money she made to pay for my college, whatever sure. my scholarships and what I would work <coughs> to make. And, and when I was going to college, you know, Dave can attest to this. He knew me at that point. I was working Wendy's. I was working Parker Hannafin. Yeah. I was working two jobs. I was working two jobs pretty much full time. Sure. To get even make a dent into my tuition. You did the same thing at school though, because you were working in the cafeteria. In the cafeteria. So even when I was going to school, I mean, yeah, I was only working like 20 hours a week. Still, I mean, but no. And that was, and honestly, that was though more for spending money during the course of the year. Yeah, I mean, everybody needs beer money. Beer money, phone bill, because of course at that point you had to have a phone in your college dorm. And if you made a phone call, you had to pay for it. Um, you know, I could cheat sometimes, and like if I wanted to call a friend or my parents, I could say, "Call, collect. call me." Yep. Um, but right, so the person was eighteen years old. You guys say twenty-five. They're forty-three now. Mm-hmm. Okay, and you don't think that? I mean, so that that gives you seven generations, or sorry, seven years. You're saying if they were eighteen twenty-five years ago, yep. we don't know their age. Well, I'm just saying, right? Yeah. Like, so now, now we're saying, okay, so there's seven years of people that weren't born, and then there's 18 years of people that were born up till 18, and then you get to 43 years old. You following me? Yep. Right? So now you're telling me that from 43 all the way down, and the amount of times that we talk about this, and how long this has actually been going on, you mean to tell me that 18-year-olds still don't know what the hell they're signing up for? Well, I think they are, because I think in a lot of cases, the families... <clears throat> that are having the kids take out student loans similarly don't know what they're doing financially. Yes, I, I absolutely believe they have no idea. Because 25 years and we and what's the education David problem? knows what he's doing and he does not let his daughter get student loans. Sure. She you, does not know what she's doing. She would have denied none of them. Correct. You will not Fully let, agree. You will not let Emerson get student loans if she goes to college. Bullshit. Well, she's you not would, getting student loans. You, Bullshit. 
Oh no, you you will figure out. A you way. can say that right now. She'll she's get, six. She'll get daddy student loans. Yeah, right? exactly. And that's what I'm saying. She'll get daddy student loans. Like I got mommy student loans. Then she won't right. pay me back. I promise you this. And like I said, and I eighty percent. And, and, and you know, I paid my mom more than what I. Sure. You know, right. they charge a little bit of interest, about the same you'd get from a savings account. Sure, three, you know, two, three, two, three percent. Yeah. yeah, I mean, completely it's... fair. Holy shit, that's a fair. That's a fair trade. Yeah, that's, that's fair. fair. Yeah. Like, but how many people get that out? We all talk about the betterment, right? Like, and that's what it's for. My kid, college, my kid. Yeah. And I'm doing the same thing. I got money going into my kid's betterment. But I also know, and I mean, if, if they go to community college or if they choose a trade school, yep. what will be in their betterment by the time they graduate <clears throat> may cover that. Yep. And and so I'm just saying, like, is the fact that we keep saying that people don't know what they're, they're signing up for. Okay. So where do we need to start teaching this? And you, I, again, no high school is going to. And again, I think it boils down to get college. another, possibly another um twitter that you shared which is somebody basically saying, get rid of algebra 2 and teach basic finance so we have a comment here and the comments from vanessa parents don't t- don't talk to kids about finances because they are typically financially stretched and they don't teach it in school and i agree with that to some extent but not necessarily they're financially stretched they don't understand it and i obviously vanessa can type back to us here but i would have to assume that you know your son's 10 11 years old i believe um you're you're going to teach him these financial habits that you've now learned i would assume because you've learned them and you this is now in your wheelhouse i would agree right so like my mom made what Mike's mom 30,000 probably my dad I don't even know probably 20 30,000 right like very small incomes so I think a lot of it might have been you know and and I look at my my in-law side like my father-in-law just was horrible with money my mother-in-law just didn't make anything so like I think on their side right they were afraid to show how much they didn't make Mm -hmm. right on my mom's side I really do think think it comes down to an educate because when I was you know 12 years old, I started paying all my mom's bills to make sure that thing stayed on. Because like, I remember growing up like, Hey, we have a, you know, a gas notice or a water notice. Oh, I'll get down there. I'll get down there. Hey, we, we need this. Like it's due today. And like, I'd be the one to go, Hey, all right, let's go to the bank, get out cash. My mom never had a debit card. She finally got a debit card probably now six months ago. Wow. Everything was cash. So if she had no cash on a Sunday, we, we didn't have money. Right. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, Hey, I want to go do this. That sounds like a, how Mikey pays for things. Which, you know, it was great. It taught me. It yeah. taught me really, like, not to spend if you don't have, right? Like, you know how many Sundays you'd be like, hey, we want to go do stuff, but we didn't. And it, it saved on mm-hmm. not buying things, right? So. Uh, yeah, Dan Price and I are not getting along on some of his things, which I, I'm, I'm loving. I'm sure you're not. But Vanessa replied again. So she said. Yes, she is more educated and his dad is much better with money than what she was. Uh, when Cheyenne was young, I was in a much different place. She learned how to survive being broke. Mm-hmm. And mm-hmm. I mean, that's that's a lot of people nowadays. Mm-hmm. So, so Nick, what, I, what are you arguing with Dan about? I don't know. We'll, we'll read some of his bullshit that's coming up. <laughs> but, um, you know, uh, Dan Price, number one, he's mad that Domino's spent $10 million. Well, sorry, I have that one on here. Is it $50 million. We'll, we'll get to that. Don't do it now. Uh, we'll get to that. Dan Price also had another one. I don't know. He just he's giving his opinions, and um, like I'd like, and, and some of it, like I want to gear right back towards him and say, look, you did something to give what's living wage, but like now, now, like the amount that he's pissing me off, I want to look at what 
average housing in his business neighborhood and see if it's actually like one income is doing oh the other company should be doing this so no like, i mean pro- what well, you right. said he pays a minimum what seventy five thousand dollars seventy thousand right seventy thousand but like you know, if everyone he works with is in like the tacoma seattle area probably like living lower middle class here yeah. right like so you know just don't sit here and put yourself up there as but you're... i mean even lower middle class if it's should be somewhat a living wage Yes. Sure. Middle class is living wage. Yeah. Lower class. I don't know. I mean, so let's, let's talk about this one right here. So Dan tweeted out general mills just paid $300 million dividend to investors bought back 150 million in stock to enrich executives and investors. And it pays the CEO 16 million. It makes a $2.1 billion a year profit and it's raising its prices on cereals, 20% and blaming inflation. Sure. So this one I like because it brings in the fact of inflation. So everybody's freaking out about inflation. Mind you, inflation's not necessarily a bad thing. No. Okay. Inflation is market correction. Yeah. Okay. If inflation were actually coupled with like cost of living yes. increases and stuff like that, it would be wonderful. Yes. Yeah, you said it's market correction. So jobs and stuff should be market corrected as well. Correct. And right along, if certain things go well, there's also, I mean, you don't see deflation a lot, but it'll happen. Yes. Well, I mean, and I, I think that market correction, we just, I don't know anybody that, do you know anybody right now that makes less than 10 bucks an hour? Well, considering minimum wage here is 965. No. Yeah. Is it? Okay. Uh, I've seen 725. So, but okay. It so, just went up the yeah. first of the year. Did, but that's but, federal. But do we, do we know anybody that makes less than... 13 yes really mm-hmm. yes i say and that and i don't know i mean i feel I like people would make less than that yeah but you're, you're looking at i mean it went from 725 so nine so that's two dollars an hour that's great freaking money two dollar an hour pay raise yeah that's great money when you're making 15 18 20 30 dollars an hour again it's a start i would love a two dollar pay an hour pay raise because i know i ain't getting that <laughs> I, mean, I would love a two dollar an hour pay raise right. too. So, and I mean, I mean yeah, but it's, but it's a much smaller percentage of my hourly. But mm-hmm. you know, again, when your hourly is seven twenty five and you go for nine twenty five, yeah, it makes you a lot more money. But it still doesn't get you anywhere near what it costs to actually be able to live a life where you're not needing government <clears throat> assistance. Oh, what I will get into that another time, probably off air, but. Um, what I, what I will ask you guys, I mean, I stopped eating healthy again. I got to get back on it. I got to get back on it, but I have, I promise you, I swear to God, I have not eaten less McChickens because they're a dollar 50 than I did when they were a dollar. Like I'm eating the same amount. (laughs) So like, okay. I don't eat McChickens. I don't eat Filet-O-Fish. No, Mike. Filet-O-Fish. Question. The burger. If I ate McChickens yeah. and they went from a dollar to a dollar fifty, you'd am I eating? No. You're da- goddamn right. I'd stop eating. Okay. Okay. I drove him to the region. I'm oh, not, no, region. District game. District game, yes. For um, softball. Yeah. For um, Coopersville. Yep. Yeah. They didn't win, so he, but he wanted to stop at McDonald's on the drive home so he could get himself a drink because he was really thirsty. He wanted tea. A dollar? For yeah. a no, no. This was the thing. He wanted the dollar. I wanted the dollar. They do not thing. give the tea, at least at that McDonald's in, where was that? Somewhere was in Muskegon. the Muskegon area. So you told me as the dollar. Sure. He basically said, nope, I don't want it. 
They would have only been probably a dollar thirty-five to get the tea. Yeah, I didn't get the fucking tea. I said, "Fuck it, I don't want the tea." And that's fine, right? Like you're the funny part is, I would bought, I would have probably bought the tea for him. No, I, I see, and it's that's that's beyond me. Yeah. If if it's more than I think it should be, I'm not doing. Fuck yeah. you, I'm not doing it. Yeah, I, mean, I, I have no problem throwing a hundred dollars away on something somebody else might think it's stupid. Yeah, but I'm not spending an extra 15 20 cents on something that isn't fucking worth it. I don't often eat breakfast, but like sometimes I'll grab Wendy's. Right now, I'm grabbing Wendy's maybe once a week, but I also look at them like if I order a breakfast sandwich, I get a free and it's any free drink. Yes, that's yes. And I mean, yeah, I'm not doing frosty Cheetos, I mean, I'm doing freestyle Coke and I'm doing. Yeah, usually a medium because you know their medium their is medium basically is what the biggie, biggie was. Yeah, <laughs> is it really? Yeah, yes. their medium is what a biggie was when we worked there. Oh, yeah, they they did dollar sandwiches like sausage. Yeah, like, and like so what I said, when I do that, I'm like, dollar. yeah, and I was like, yeah, let me get two. I don't need the bun because I was eating healthy, and they put it on lettuce for me. And I was like, y'all rock, man. Like, I, I well, that's like, the hard part sometimes about eating healthy. Yeah. yeah. No. And sometimes it honestly costs more. I mean, unless you're willing oh, to just do to, like to really cheap. Eat. No, even at a store like unless yeah. you're fine with like cheap iceberg lettuce and stuff like that but if you want sorry mom some variety of like you know want to do spinach or kale or something like that that stuff is more expensive sure so, uh, because they can charge more for it because yes. everybody's on a health kick a three pack of romaine lettuce will cost you you know yeah. five, five bucks versus a, a head of iceberg, a head of iceberg yeah. which is yeah like a buck so buck 50 now and then okay. not to buck. divert us back but i'm no, going to divert us back so yeah. first off vanessa makes 12 bucks an hour so now you know somebody as a base rate though right yeah she gets incentive pay but that's that doesn't mean she's always going to get it yeah who gives a fuck like that doesn't make no that's like that's she like, makes 12 dollars an hour that's like being a salesman and expecting that you're only going to accept 12 bucks an hour. I get it. But, but she makes $12 an hour. No. But even if you're a salesperson and you're only making $12 an hour, if you had, I'm sorry, probably during COVID, you weren't making a lot of sales. Right. I mean, and so you're only making better, $12 an hour. Become better at your trade. I mean, okay. Yeah, but if you, you don't have say that, but that doesn't necessarily mean anything. Yeah, if, you, if there are not options out there to make the sales, you cannot make a sale. It's like all these restaurant workers, maybe yes. not the kitchen staff, but the wait staff, wait bartenders who is, make. Which is why they didn't go back. Right? 350 yeah. an hour, because, 325 yeah, an hour. Yeah, because and, there was nobody there to pay yeah. them tips. Like, you know, I'm good friends with Logan at the Beer Exchange. Yep. Yep. I'm becoming, you know, kind of good friends with Jade, who's another regular bartender there. And they've said, you know, they're when it's busy, they're they're making a good amount of money. When it's dead, like Jade was telling me, when I, she was one of the bartenders yep. in the basement, Friday night, she was. She worked the night before. They, her and Logan, switch every Thursday. She said there was barely anybody there. She said it was not worth her time to be there yes. when she was there, because when she's there, that and then I don't know how Saturday turned out on, you know, val, you know, the night where a lot of people were selling val, right. celebrating Valentine's Day, yeah. but Vanessa got a dollar an hour pay raise. She was at eleven, which is which is huge. But again, I mean, like her base though, and like if you're but again, if you're not if you're living for the base, right? Like, and she's obviously not, but correct. you know that's what you're getting. Correct. You work your hours, that's what you're getting. Maybe you can't get to the incentive. You, should, you should budget for the base, right? Oh, I always did, right? Yeah. Like, I mean, I started out at Gentex at you know ten dollars an hour, yeah, right? You shouldn't I mean, budget for. 
I, I work my ass off and there are times I just couldn't get to even minimum requirements. It wasn't because I didn't try or didn't care, but there are some things that are out of my control. And that's what we're talking about yes. here. So, you know, to go back to student loans for a minute, all these, especially fucking boomers, fuck you boomers, are against student loan forgiveness. Yeah. They, they signed up for it. They should just pay it. Fact. You're a fucking boomer. Fact. Anyways, <laughs> we, we all know this, right? Um, and, you know, I look at it this way. I didn't take out student loans. And if I had, I would have paid them. Okay. But I have no problem with student loan forgiveness. Now, if you're telling me that you took out $100,000, even if you paid back, let's say, 70000 yeah, I'm great with forgiving the rest because I already know that you probably owe 170000 Sure. For no fucking reason other than they can. So... Now, Godwin, Godwin, yep. we coached there. We did whatever. I own multiple places there. Yep. Okay. Godwin is so fucking broke mm-hmm. that their expansion for the softball field and baseball field and all that. My taxes every year, I have a 300 and something dollar per property added, added tax because they decided to expand. According to them, that wasn't, that had nothing to do with it. All they did was extend the millage they didn't add it says godwin it it says godwin deficit right they're in debt i'm paying off godwin's debt Mm -hmm. right i'm just telling you what they said that's kind of what happens though when they extend the millage. oh oh now it's okay no 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 no. i'm I'm not not saying it's okay okay Okay. like i got all i'm saying is like i got my yearly evaluation valuation i'll use the right term valuation on my property a couple of days ago yep my property dropped three or four percent shut up in portage where i live even with the the fact that yeah but again it's no but again i probably live in a neighborhood that isn't yeah like i've not heard anybody in the past year the value of my property dropped from and i mean again you know property isn't what you the value of your property it's isn't what you can sell of, for. Yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically fifty percent, like you said. Fifty percent of what you bought it for, and then they value it up even more. Yeah, yeah. Like, it dropped from like yeah, like forty eight thousand to forty six thousand. Shut up. Yeah. So either a you have nothing selling around you. I think that's the point because I have nothing right. selling around me. Or b wow, you live in the only area in the USA that nothing. Wow. Well, again, if things aren't selling, you're. Your well, you can't value, yeah, you can't yeah, value yeah. anything, right? Because I think because there's a lot of rentals in my neighborhood. That's probably it. I yeah. Mean, like I basically bought somebody a house that somebody just decided they didn't want to rent anymore. Do a rental for anymore. Yeah. So Vanessa's gonna answer something for me in a minute. We'll get back to her. So here's another tweet. <laughs> Chipotle, 26% profit increase, raising prices. Yep. Starbucks, 31% profit increase, raising prices. Yep. McDonald's, 59% profit increase. Took a McChicken from a dollar to a dollar fifty, according to Nick. Because I don't know. Oh, I don't right know. there, 50 raising. Yeah. Almost a 50% increase in price. 59%. That's yeah. an actual statement. I think it went a dollar, dollar fifty-nine. Shell Mobile BP, 60% profit increase, raising prices. There's not Fuck a labor, there's not a labor shortage. This is an inflation. It's a hundred percent corporate greed. And it is because they're not raising. I can understand everything, but well, actually. Gas prices, unfortunately, there's so many factors that go into it, even outside the company yes, itself. Correct. It's like cost of oil barrels. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But they're raising. I mean, that, that's not that's not what that's saying. That 
Okay, so like when no, oil, when oil barrels go down, profit increase, they could have easily kept their prices the same and still probably ended up making correct twenty to thirty cent percent profit. That, right, you know that's what. Okay, so we're gonna relate this back to fat people. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So like you go to Speedway, which granted it's not part of their list, but you go to Speedway and you used to be able to get two grillers for two bucks. Now okay. the grillers are two for three dollars. Yeah. Right. So like my tornados cost me more. You go you go buy uh, a. You could used to be able to get a glass of pop for seventy nine cents. Now that's a dollar thirty, right? So you want to talk fat guys? A fact. Arby's. Oh, I just went there. Arby's five for five roast beefs. The regular roast beefs. That's five for five dollars. Yeah, when I was like, you know, it's like four for five dollars. No, it went to five for five fifty five. Then it went to four for five. Then it went to three for five. Now it's fucking two for six. Two for six. Yep. But don't worry, it comes with cheese that nobody wants to eat that nasty fucking cheese on that sandwich. No, those beef and cheddars are absolutely horrible. horrible. Thank you. Horrible. The only person I know that likes those is my daughter. Oh my gosh. Like gross. No. Kind of a, a double thing. A the sauce doesn't taste great. The no. cheese is very cheap. And I just don't like onion buns. Oh, I oh, so I just I love, love onion this, buns. This well, you do. I, I, I and you get them for like your Italian beef. I do. And I'm like. Can I get a non onion bun? Well, you won't eat the Italian beef on bread because it makes it wet. <laughs> if you'd have come up 20 minutes earlier on Saturday and like let my beef like sit in like a colander or something to drip out, I would have eaten it on bread happily. Oh my goodness. See, I, I love it when I want them to I love take, the, I, okay, what's I my, want what, them to take my Italian beef and I want them to dip it in what the is my, What is my favorite sandwich? Fuck, dude! Don't ask me. My memory sucks. Okay, it's got it's got corned beef on it. Okay. It's got cheese. Uh huh. It's got sauerkraut. Okay. Reuben. Oh, oh yeah. I had that, in fact, I I am such picky about my Reubens. When I see somebody who say, like, I've, you've been out with me. And I I've been like, you want the California Reuben or the regular? But the California Reuben is not a Reuben. It's a fucking turkey, right? It's turkey. It's yeah. a fucking turkey sandwich with turkey. sauerkraut. Yeah. No, like, not even sour coleslaw. Oh, that's right. Yeah. No. So I had I had a, I had a Brooklyn Reuben at this place. It's pastrami. Fuck you. No, it's not. You know what? I can handle pastrami because it's basically, well, it's basically just peppered corned beef. So at least it's in the same family. Oh, my goodness. So I'm going to bring you to a place that has a fantastic rumen. The big thing is it has to have Thousand Island. Fact. It has to have the sauerkraut. Fact. And it has to have the Swiss cheese. And it has to be on a sourdough. uh, Right. 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 Preferably a marble rye. I can handle, I can handle adding the the peppered on the outside of pastrami. So I, I probably love pastrami more than I love corned beef because of the fact that it's agree. got the pepper and stuff. I would it. agree, Mike. We could eat the same. Well, you know, we will. But they've be got a beer exchange has beer exchange has pastrami has again like a, they call it like a Western pastrami or something or something. But really, it's it's pastrami, but again, it's coleslaw and it's no. on sourdough. No. So I don't want this shit. I want no. I want sauerkraut. Yes, uh, sauerkraut anyway. rye bread. So oh. Vanessa. Shout out a thing here, and she basically said that she took out a thirty thousand dollars. Hey, Vanessa, you want to jump on? Jump on. Um, yeah. Uh, can you do it on Podbean though? Because if you do it on Podbean, we can hear you. Or so we you go to the call in option, or the same link you probably sent you the last time you were on. Click on her name. Um, Let's see if you can... Zoom. You could probably Invite. join. Zoom. Here, I'm inviting you. As a speaker. Um, anyways, I'm going to read what she said. She took out $30,000 in loans, had a mental breakdown, had to drop out, never graduated, and that was over 72000 sure. And I asked her, you know, how much she's paid. She doesn't know, but she's paid on and off for 13 years. And it shouldn't take that long to pay off student loans. 
I mean, maybe it should, but it should still be a decent interest rate. It shouldn't be. Oh, you you know it's 12 to 18%. 12 to 18% and then compounded regularly. Correct. I'm so, sorry, if the one guy took out 20000 and he's going to basically have to pay 240000 if he were to pay it off now, mm-hmm. that's insane. And yeah, maybe he did def- default on it a few times, but still, you default. I mean, yeah, unfortunately, yeah, you default on like your home loan or whatever, you get evicted right. after a certain amount of time. No, 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 no. That's... Rental. Oh, sorry, rental. If or you, you get foreclosed. Sorry, foreclosed. Yes. <laughs> sorry. Sorry. Foreclosed. Yes. Just the wrong. Yeah. I'm old. I get it. But yeah, you get foreclosed. But but yeah, it takes like six months to a year before they foreclose on you. Um. So average college interest rate. While we're here, uh, waiting to see undergrads if Vanessa jumps three point seven, graduate students five point two eight. 6.2 for parents and graduate students. But how often is it compounded? Um, but again, it doesn't help when you're getting interest on it from the day you take out the loan. Right. Oh my gosh. When you can't pay it. Federal student loan interest rate fell nearly. So while you're looking, uh, another Dan Price one. Yep. When employees leave Apple, it changes everyone's job title to associate. Now, I have not verified this, yeah. but I have to assume that, you know, he's not. I would imagine Dan Price is doing his research. So it becomes impossible for other companies to verify their resume, leading to rescinding job offers and lower pay. Just pointless cruelty uh, by a $2.8 trillion company. But I, I've got to imagine Apple is not the only company out there that does right, it. That changes everybody's job title to associate, so it becomes impossible for other companies to verify their resume. Leading to so, but, 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 the way it sounds like is when somebody leaves, they basically say, "Okay, right. their title is associate." Yeah, I completely agree. But so you could be the CEO, and you may still be an associate. Be an associate. So you think that you think that companies are vindictive this much is what you're thinking? Uh, I think that this company might be. I I. I believe, and I don't think every company out there is like that, but I think there are enough companies. I'm not going to say most. I'm not going to give any percentage that basically do not like when people leave them. And honestly, do they do this to everybody? Maybe not. Maybe not. But maybe they do it to enough people that they have an ax to grind with or they don't want to go to a competitor. Yeah. Sure. Huh. Yeah. The last thing I'm sure Apple wants to do is have somebody, especially if they're in like their engineering or product development department jump ship to google or motorola or anything like that and bring you know trade secrets i mean there should be confidentiality agreements that keep them from being able to take trade secrets and stuff like that so while we're waiting on vanessa to figure out how to use technology um back to chipotle technology is hard uh she's gonna try zoom um Chipotle, we were forced to raise prices 10% over the last year due to inflation. Also, Chipotle, last year we gave our CEO a 137% raise to $38 million and paid him 2.898 times our median worker, while our revenue is up 22% in the last year to a record high. You said 2.89 your median worker. It's 2,000. Sorry. Percent, basically, yeah, it's basically almost 3,000% your median worker salary. Yeah, that's 2.89 would not be a bad thing. 2,000%, 3,000% is a bad thing. But aren't some of these places, the ones that go into like 
when there used to be like undercover boss and stuff like that. Oh yeah, yeah. I say, but I will tell you that uh, I had Qdoba yesterday. Yes. For buy one get one free Qdoba. So. I, I think I'm a bigger Qdoba fan than uh, Chipotle oh, just because too. of these things. I've always liked Qdoba better just because um, that's what I had when I when they first started coming out. More so option. I just kind of they used to have a a poblano pesto that I absolutely oh, loved yeah. as one of their sauces. Yeah, that was oh. a long time ago. Gosh, you're old. So because I, I am old, I'm like what, 15 years your senior. Yeah, if not more. Because uh, I love the bag on Ron Johnson because he's a douchebag. Ron Swanson? Ron Johnson. No, we never bag on Ron Swanson. Right. Wisconsin Senator. Horrible. There you go. Um, Wisconsin apparently has so many jobs that Republican Ron Johnson is content to let South Carolina have 1,000 of them for an Oshkosh-based manufacturer. According to the quote from Ron Johnson, it's not like we don't have enough jobs here in Wisconsin. <laughs> What's their unemployment rate? Uh, I don't know, but I bet Nick could look it up. Oh, man. Um, Poor Vanessa keeps trying to join, but she isn't getting in anywhere. Oh, hang on. Oh. Maybe I found it. Are you there, Vanessa? Oh, there she comes. Hey. Vanessa's joining us on Zoom, so I think think we've got a couple of people on. Let me stop the Podbean. Yeah, please. We have a couple of people on Podbean that will not be able to hear Vanessa, so you will actually have to listen to the show when we upload it to to hear what she says, but I'll I'll try to recap some of it. 2.8% unemployment rate in Wisconsin. 2.8%, but they have plenty of jobs, so they don't need any more. Well, you know, 2.8% unemployment rate is is a pretty decent unemployment rate. But they're getting rid of 1,000 jobs, so what will it be in a little bit here? 2.9%. 2.9%. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry, they've got like some. Well, I mean, Milwaukee's probably the only really big city, but yeah, still. the rest of them, I, oh, new, they don't have what Michigan Sounds has. like New Glarus is hiring everybody. <laughs> hey, hey, there you go. All right, Vanessa, let's talk about your student loans because I, I know yes. that's why I hopped on here. Yes. Okay. So um, my interest rates are really low, actually. I have like 2.3 up to 6.8%. Okay. But I've been paying on them on and off, you know, for years. And I owe more than double what I started with. Hmm. How many years? No, she's At least 13. 13. 13. Yeah. I mean, Cheyenne, when I went to when I was in school, I was a single mom. Um, Cheyenne was in elementary school. I was not really receiving child support. Sure. Um I made too much to qualify for any state benefits Mm -hmm. and I own my own home. I was working full time. um, And so I knew that I needed an education to get further. um, So I had to go back to school. Well, it was too much. And I, I had a mental breakdown and I had to drop out of school. um, So I was never able to graduate. And still being a single mom for years afterwards. I mean, Shine was 12 when I met Josh. Um, so, and then Jake came along and, you know, here I am 43 years old, $72,000 in debt, no college education, you know, still paying student loans. So you were 30 when you, when you took out this debt? I had got, I, at that point I had been in school for a couple of years. Okay. So I guess, I mean, 
see that it doubled, right? Like, I mean, what do, what do you want for an interest? 225%. It's gone up. If she said it doubled only once, right? It was 30. Well, it's up to 72. Yeah. It's 225%. Yeah. About 30. I mean, give or take. I mean, I wasn't sure what the original amounts were. And going back to David, you had made a comment about, you but know, still, somebody who was buying groceries. Some, and it's still that much. Hold that thought. I want to hear what she said. Um, When I was in school, as a single mom, you know, they didn't teach me about these student loans. Mm-hmm. They didn't give me any education in what it was about. When I took out the student loans and they sent me a check, I bought groceries. I paid the light bill. I had to buy Cheyenne shoes. I had to, you know, all of those things that I had to catch up on. And that was a great relief for me at the time as a single mom, owning my own home, you know, um, with no help from her. Um, I shouldn't say no help with little to no help from her dad. The only time he paid child support when she was younger was when he was with another woman and she sent me a check. Wow. What were you going to say, Mike? But still, even even if she had never paid anything for it to go from 30 to basically, like you said, 225% is crazy. Yeah. But that's that's what we're dealing with. And that's what people don't understand about the student loans. It's not that people aren't willing to pay back what they took or even what they took with a reasonable amount of interest. The fact that, yeah, they're paying an insane amount of interest. I mean, if, if, if I, every every late or deferred payment is penalized. And... So if I send yeah, to Vanessa well... right now, because of course I, I love numbers, so 30,000. <laughs> if I send to Vanessa right now, Vanessa, you have to pay back 120% of what you took out. That'd be $36,000. Be okay with that? At this point, yeah. Like, <laughs> figure it out. <laughs> Yeah. That's reasonable. It's reasonable. Everybody's making money at that point. But unfortunately, that's not the society we live in. We're again, we're we're the nation that oh sorry, how much how much thirty two thousand you have to pay back? How much? Thirty six. Thirty thousand to thirty six. Okay. That's 120% instead of two hundred and twenty five. Okay. So now being being this person, right? Mm -hmm. So she said she was making payments. Mm -hmm. Stop stop making her payments. Yeah. So now, now I right, am broke. Okay. So how is that fair to me? Yeah, I get that it's not fair. Okay. The but difference, but, but you, but you don't care. Do I care? Not really. Because no. I'm filthy rich. I don't care about banks at all. Period. I mean, in some way you do. I I, I but, care if they, they give me money. House, if right? they give me money, I care. <laughs> right. Uh, no, my my point here is. Yeah, there are issues if you can't make the payments, but with student loans, you can get deferment. So sure. they're used to not getting payments. And and going back to the predatory, you know, I would default and get phone calls, which added to the stress, which added to, you know, whatever. And, and, and at that point, you don't even want to take the call. Right. Which I didn't most of the time. Um, but, you know, I would call in and they'd be like, oh, well, did you want to defer these? And, you know, all I had to do was say yes. And all of my payments were caught up. I, the phone calls stopped, you know, and I wouldn't have another payment for three months. Awesome. That sounds wonderful. Sign me up. And, you know, they don't tell you that what it actually does to your loans and what it's doing to you. And again, as a single mom, 
making $10 an hour at the time, back when Cheyenne was young, owning my own home, making it on my own, no state assistance. That was a godsend. Well, you know, and I, I know Dawn, when we first got vehicles, she'd be like, hey, they'll let us skip a payment this month. And I'm like, no, we're not fucking doing that because they're just going to add that interest on at the end. And I'm not doing that. And she's yeah. like, yeah, but we could use the money. I'm like, no, we're not fucking doing that. I yeah. get that now every time. Like, skip between, your payment. Yeah, they're like, skip a but, payment, you know, skip as... a payment, skip a mortgage payment. I'm like, nope. Yep, my, mom, you know, my mom had that when I was a kid and I was like, nope, you're not skipping this. I'll tell you, going back to the mindset back then, you know, that again was a godsend to me doing those things because when, <clears throat> when you're in that situation and you are so broke and you're like, how am I going to keep the lights on and how am I going to put food in her belly? Yep. You know what? My loan is not coming. The end isn't for three years. I'll figure it out in three years. Mm-hmm. And that's what they rely on. Exactly. What the banks and, and creditors are relying on is they need to keep plunging you deeper and deeper into debt because mm-hmm. that's what makes them money. People say all the time, don't use credit cards. They're evil. No, I love credit cards. I mean, they pay me eight, $900 a year to use them because I use them instead of them using me and if you can do that they're great so i'm at disney last week vanessa you're gonna love this i'm at disney and i'm so angry because if i would have known you would have gone i'd had a list i'm sure you would (laughs) have see you should be bad at it because you would send me pictures say you want something like this i'd be like yeah i did i bought him a bantha and a couple pins um we're walking past we're gonna say a booth because it was like a tented thing at disney springs Mm -hmm. And it was for, I want to say, Chase Visa, Disney <laughs> Visa. Yeah. And as I walked past, I looked at Don. I said, hey, there's Vanessa's friends. Yep. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, again, like you said, between, you know, if you got the right credit cards that don't charge, you know, annual fees and, you know, don't have unreasonable, you know, sign on, you know, requirements and stuff like that. And they give you cash back or other rewards and stuff like that. Yeah. Credit cards are great because again, you can, you can you know, use them. Yeah. I, you know, they, they'll sit there and tell me what my interest rates are. I don't give a shit. I don't carry a balance. Yeah, you can make it 40%. I don't give a shit. Yeah. If, if they want to give me a cash back card that will give me 5% and charge me 60% interest to do it, I'll take that card because I'm never going to pay interest. No, I want 5%. Well, like I said, there are times, you know, like I'll save up like my Amazon rewards and stuff like that. Yeah. And around the time of my kids' birthdays, I can pay for most of their gifts on mm-hmm. credit I've made on my Amazon rewards card. Yeah. I mean, I, like I get, you know, Nick, you have to be, I, I understand, I can see where your thought process is a lot, but it goes back to the walk a mile in someone else's shoes. I don't think you've ever been a single parent. I don't think you, you know, it's being a single parent. He never hard. has been a single parent. He's married and his daughter is, was with his wife that he's with. It's, fact, it's but, hard. It's, it's, you know, you're, you're trying to pay bills. You're trying to work. You've got all these responsibilities. And you're trying to make if your life better. If it wasn't for better. my parents, if it wasn't for my parents, I wouldn't have survived. Oh, I, 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 honestly, I grew up that I'm way. I'm telling you. Well, but it's, but it's different. It doesn't. I grew up that way. My parents moved to Grand Rapids because my dad couldn't find a job. We left our family behind right. when I was in third grade. We lived that way. And it it is totally different 
from living that way as a kid and living that way as a parent. Yep. Well, and part of Nick's different. part of Nick's problem is, and I think he'll admit it is his view on everything is I started off with fucking nothing and I worked my ass off to get what I got and everybody else can do it too. And to an extent he's right, but to an extent right. he's also wrong. There's not everybody else that can do that. There's not everybody else. Off. Right. There's not everybody else that has made the opportunities that Nick did. I mean, he listened to one teacher in school that said, Hey, go buy properties. And, and he latched onto that. And ever since has just been hustling and running around. Yeah. I mean, he he's recounted countless stories on here of people that want to, you know, do rentals and stuff. And he's like, have you knocked on every door in your neighborhood? Well, no. Well, talk to me when you have, and he's not wrong. Absolutely. If you want to go right. for that, that works, go do that. But there are plenty of people out there that, you know, they're just kind of behind the eight ball and it doesn't necessarily work for them. If I hadn't had the job I had and basically been forced to work a shit ton of overtime. 90 hours. Of yeah, because I didn't have anybody else competent to do the job with me. I never would have gotten ahead money wise. I wouldn't have been able to afford you know, a trip to Hawaii. I wouldn't have been able to afford a house. I wouldn't have been able to afford jack shit. Right. And you know, my sister and I relied a lot on each other as well. And there's a lot of single moms out there who do not have the support that me and my sister had. And um, my sister used to work for Shelly doing daycare. Yep. And I worked a full-time job at an office. And um, Cheyenne went to Shelly's daycare with my sister. Um, but I would get the kids and my sister would go work a second job. Mm. And I took care of the kids at night a lot of times when my sister worked she worked you know like her toys r us she did office cleaning she did you know whatever pretty much um, any job she could do exactly and if it wasn't for those jobs she wouldn't have survived because at the full-time job that she was at she was just at that that minimum where yeah, she didn't pay, qualify they don't pay for anything. staff as much and as they probably should there's a lot of parents in that position where mm -hmm. The state and the government tells you you make too much, but your bank account and your kid's belly say you don't. Well, and it's I mean, a hard place to be in. I, I remember and, being in that position right before Dawn and I got married. Mm -hmm. She she was between jobs and I was working, you know, 30 hours a week for 850 an hour. So I mean, I wasn't making dick. Mm -hmm. And they approved her for uh whatever food stamps is now, but it was I think it was still food stamps then and she was set to get it and then she got a job and they said oh you got a job and she goes yeah they said well, what do you make and she shows them and they're like yeah you don't qualify anymore fuck you, yeah, you make too much. Mm -hmm. and we were like oh sweet because mind you she was making like 25 cents an hour more than i was right and we're like all right well i guess we're not eating again this week you know i made, I made that comment to my mom i said yeah i found the best diet she goes what is it? i said too broke to buy food too broke and she goes, that's not funny. I said, who the fuck said I was trying to be funny? Caitlin gets My... breakfast and lunch at school. I can't fucking make dinner. I don't have anything. Right. My my dad grew up one of 11. They were poor farmers. So my dad, I love him. Um, he has food insecurities, even at 72 years old. And every week, that man, regardless, goes grocery shopping. Mm -hmm. That's it. That's what he does. He's going grocery shopping and he would go and he would pick up food for me and my sister. Well, 
I thought the girls might use this box of macaroni or, you know, oh, I thought I saw this and I thought you girls could use an extra gallon of milk. If it wasn't for my parents and my, my mom would still make Sunday dinner and we would go over to my parents' house for Sunday dinner. If it wasn't for my parents, Shine and I would not have survived. End of story. That's it. Because I made too much with no support from her dad. And I, I did, I bought a house, I had a car, you know, I provided everything for her. And when her dad did pay the $200 a month, he was required for child support when he did, you know, that was it. I, it, it was hard. It was hard. I mean, and, you know, it's, it's not meant to be easy. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, Trust me, like you, you say, I don't know what it's like to be a single parent, right? But like, you also don't under, we talked about this in the beginning of the episode, you don't understand my standards, right? Like, I hold myself to a very, very high standard, right? And, you know, you say, oh, hey, we wouldn't survive. And it's like, to me, right? Like, I wouldn't survive without giving what I've, what I've given and what I'm going to give and, right, like what my intentions are. And yes, okay, they're better than what other people are. But like, still, in the end, like it, sucks for me as a person right like and and so you know I it's what it's what drives me I'm not saying the same thing drives everybody right and sure like looking back I can I can pick certain things and like yeah I think it goes back to a financial education of things right like um you know there's still in the back of my mind that I feel like there's going to be a day where my kid has to struggle right and I don't I don't want that it will probably happen yeah, we hope not. <laughs> we hope not. But well, won't that make her a more well-rounded person? Not that we want her to sure. struggle, right? But she will learn lessons from that. Oh, one hundred percent, right? But like, I hope she struggles on her choices. Not, Correct, not off of mine. Yeah, even with some of the things that you've done to build, you know, your wealth, so your you know properties and stuff like that. If but something Cheyenne went wrong, you always had mistakes. the fallback of Courtney's you know, money or whatever, since you've been married and stuff. Like sure. That. And that's the thing. And, and, you know, Vanessa, when she was single, she didn't have any other thing to fall back on. If she did not make what she needed to make, or she, you know, I'm guessing this would have been in some cases close to the 2008, 2009 recession. If you'd have lost your job, you would have been up a Creek. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I met my, I, on Monday, it's um, Josh and I's anniversary, 11 years. We've been together 13. So Cheyenne was was 12 when I, uh, 11, 12 when I met him. Mm-hmm. So, you know, she's 22 now. So you met him right so, at the end of the recession. Yeah. But even then, you had just met him. At that point, there was no mm-hmm. guarantee he was going to be and your he was, husband. Yeah. You were going to have a kid together. And... Right. Yeah. Well, and at that point, I would have to assume you were at BSI. No, I was at CWS. Were you at, at CWS point. by then? Yes. Okay. So you're probably not long because Dawn was still at BSI at that point. Yeah. And I mean, she kind of followed you over to CWS, but you know, both companies, major issues with management, way underpaid their staff and, and treated mm-hmm. them like they were three fucking years old. I mean, you know, I, mm-hmm. I remember going through that with Dawn. Oh, yeah. Well, and that's, you know, and that was the other thing, like, you know, I, I was the only person, you know, Kent County, I'll say Kent County, 
when you when you're a temp, right? You don't get hired in, right? Like I had a job at Kellogg's. I was making eight dollars and twenty five cents an hour when I was with I was dating my wife at the time. I mean, I was work, I was the only person putting in seventy hour weeks, making eight dollars and twenty five cents an hour. And people don't understand. They're like, who? You know, and sure, there's other jobs, but it's like you you knew if you got into Kellogg's, you were making twenty something an hour, right? Yes. Like we we know people there that make. 30 40 an hour and then double time click on the linkedin little button and then the double one, the one on the no just the one on the far yeah it'll bring up what the message is double time you have to um, click on actually push it. hold it yeah and uh do you really believe that no <laughs> do you think i'm gonna follow ever no. follow tim tebow people with similar interests are following tim tebow no they're not <laughs> I don't know who your friends are, but no, but, right, definitely so, not anybody who's following Tim Tebow. So it's just it's very hard. <laughs> At least to, not the ones I really care about. It's very hard to find, you know. Like I, I took a job out at Gentex, and yeah. it was tough to hire. Right? I mean, I mm-hmm. made ten dollars an hour. Took me, and they promised they're like, "Oh, we hire you in." And it took me all all six months to get hired in. While I'm watching other people get hired in like a month too, and I'm like, "Oh, here we go again." Right? Yep. I just I risk this, but like you know, I I don't know. I've I've been paid the least but like when i get paid the least i put in the most amount of work right mm-hmm. like um, yeah but at that time were you a single were you single i in theory did you have a kid no okay so like yeah you were working so as a parent yeah, but, you don't have that option but, but for, i worked so 40 if, hours if, and i had a kid to take care of i couldn't work you know two jobs my parents took care of Cheyenne for a long time when I was when I first moved back home and they did take her a lot but as you know you can't they don't have daycare at night and if they do if they have night daycare it is so expensive you know my sister and I traded off a lot and a lot of people don't have those options oh I agree like I mean I was raised by my grandparents right like and my mom would go to work at 3 a.m or whatever and I'd get dropped off over there you know, but I mean, you know, another thing about my childhood that you don't understand, right, is like I started working at 12 years old and paying bills at 12 years old, not just with my mom's money. Like I've been a financial person for my family. I have two brothers, or, you know, I have a brother and a sister. Like, you know, I I remember even even probably, gosh, I got a real job at 16, right? Like I was paying for medication for my dad's new wife, right? Like, hey, I need money. Like, so yes okay it's not my specific kid but like I look at my family as this is my family and I've, I've literally busted my ass my whole life and that's what kept me and to be honest like it sucks but like it's what kept me so poor mm-hmm. and for so long until my father you know people know like this is a lot of personal shit my father and I haven't spoken years right I was raised by my grandparents my mom you know out of my life stuff like that like when I started getting away from that I actually started having money yeah right like I get this from, but like, I was never, you say, Hey, I bought a house and I bought a car. I'm you made the choices that you can't go back and you can't do it. But like you said, you have parents, like you could have lived in a bedroom. Like, yeah, I can't tell you what I you did. Could. It was not a good situation. It's, it's not a good situation, but the fact is, is it's a thing, right? Like, I don't want to tell you you're wrong because it's not, that's not the whole point of this, but I'm saying is like, you, you say, Hey, this is, and I, I appreciate your struggle and it's you're where you're at because you did it and you're a better person for it, blah, blah, blah. But like I live the same shit life. Like you say, Hey, it's not, I, as, yeah, I get that. But like, but like some of the things that you say though, not everybody had those opportunities. Not everybody like, you know, 
I, I talked to David about, about working um, shift or whatever, Dawn. It just, it, not everybody can work two jobs. Not everybody can work 80 hours a week. Sorry, not talk- everybody can do all the things that you did. There are certain circumstances in everybody's life that are not equal to what you went through and they can't always do the things that way. It, yeah, that should be the way it should be done. You know, oh, it's, it, I mean, it's not like I, I well, get what you're saying. We talked about that. Like there's people who just mentally, physically can't work 40, you know, 40 plus hours a week. Like, and I get that. And it immensely <clears throat> screws with you. Right. So, like, I mean, I, I think this is kind of a, a, a good story to kind of interject here because, you know, a lot of what Vanessa's talking about, Dawn and I have gone through. So I, I remember when we first got together and this would have been pre-wedding um Dawn and I are working for a shift and we had to have somebody to watch Caitlin because my mother was adamant she was not watching Caitlin she wasn't watching she wasn't helping out it wasn't her granddaughter she didn't give a fuck mm-hmm. figure it out it's not my problem so I had to find somebody that was willing to basically watch Caitlin for you know 20 or 30 bucks while I was at work yeah or I took her to work with me I took her to Pac-Mail. Yeah. And and I remember her being at Pac-Mail. This is my favorite Pac-Mail story ever. So, you know, we're, we would make boxes out of flat sheets of cardboard. Yep. So, I mean, you know, you're cutting pieces. So there'd be strips of cardboard all over. She brings her, her Hot Wheels in and she made these intricate roads with the fucking pieces of cardboard. Yeah. And it was, I took a picture of it because it was so fucking cool. And so that's the sign that she needed to go into graphic design. Yeah, it really was. I mean, she was just, it was awesome, the, the things she was making. And, and I mean, you know, if we couldn't have found somebody to watch her for 30 bucks, or I wouldn't have had a boss that was willing to let me bring her in and she'd just sit in the corner and play with her cars, we'd have been fucked. I, you know, and I, I wasn't making any money. I was making eight fifty an hour for 30 hours a week. That's no money. And you know, Dawn was yeah. making nine maybe for and, and she would, you know, be working two jobs. So I mean, there there was nothing. We had nothing. And yeah, we found our way out of it. And you were living at that point still with your mother. So actually at that point we were out. Oh, were you out of your mom? We were out. We were paying eight twenty-five a month for a two-bedroom. Okay. Because that's when we were at Old Farm Shores. Okay. And I don't know how the hell we paid rent. I don't know how the hell we paid for her vehicle. I don't know how anything got paid because yeah. we weren't making it. And, and of course, yeah. working in retail, I'm working a job that, you know, yay, it's great. It's Thanksgiving. We're not open and you're not getting holiday pay because we don't do that. It's retail. Sweet. One less paid day this week. Awesome. So, I mean, you know, we'd run into those things and you know, you, you find ways to make things work, but it doesn't necessarily work well. And, you know, it took, Don and I got together in 2000. It took us till the end of 2008 to really figure out how to manage our money because we didn't have enough to manage. It didn't really fucking matter. Right. I, you know, I, I filed bankruptcy and my mom helped us buy a, a double wide. Yeah. And we go to insure it and the lady goes, all right, well, we're going to put like a hundred thousand dollars worth of insurance on your stuff. And I went, yeah, we don't need to do that. She goes, well, what do you mean? I'm like, I, I fucking filed bankruptcy three months ago. We own like $2,000 worth of shit, put 2000 on it. Well, it can't be that. Well, I'm like, the fuck it can't. I, I filled the paperwork out. 
Who wants a 10-year-old fucking TV? It weighs a thousand pounds. You can't even take it to break room therapy to break it. (laughs) It was a CRT. You can't even take it to break room therapy to break it. Yeah, I before I worked for um, BSI, I worked at a place called Don Foods in Granville, and I worked for an old school guy. You know, his wife stayed home, um, and Cheyenne once came down with strep throat, and I had and my parents, my mom still worked at that point, and he was so angry. Because I had to call in sick when I wasn't sick and he would not let me bring her in. You know, he expected me to find daycare and you can't send a sick kid to daycare, first of all, you know, and so not everybody is is as lucky as you to find a place that you could bring your kid. And actually, when I worked for BSI, um, I worked in the basement and I I was able to bring her to work at those points because I was in that back corner um, in the basement and I, I was lucky in that aspect but before that you know there are bosses out there who are just jerks you know both male and, and female who... this guy over here loves working from home so much mm-hmm. is the fact that it will give him that opportunity like if Caitlin right. ever has a kid and, oh, her and her partner can't you know make daycare meet he's got a she's got a place she can drop her kid off at I, I love my mother Okay, you know I love my mother, but I will never be my mother. Okay, I will never sit there and go, well, it's not really my grandkid. I'm not taking care of it. Fuck you. I mean, that was a little different. That was before you guys were married. I mean, your mom. She did it after. Okay, we were married. Now, now she loves Caitlin more than anything. Yeah, but it took her a long time to get to that point. There was a point. Caitlin was probably twelve or thirteen, and she still did not call my mother grandmother. She called her by her first fucking name. She still mostly calls her by her first name, but my mother now, with Caitlin being 26, will refer to her as her granddaughter. But that took 15 years. And that's ridiculous. It's crazy. Because I mean, like, pretty much as soon as I married my ex, I thought of those kids that she had with her first parent, her first marriage as my kids. Yes. And Josh's parents are so much like that. You know, I got lucky in that aspect too. So you know, I, I never for a minute felt like Caitlin wasn't mine. I felt like Caitlin was mine before I decided I was going to stick around with Dawn. Mm-hmm. You know, Josh I, is the same. That's I, his girl. Yeah, That's... I love that kid. It's all that mattered, and whatever else happened happened. I didn't get really. She give calls a him. You know, um, can we? You know, um, when they need money or whatever, she calls Josh. Doesn't call me. <laughs> no, because she knows who's going to give it to her. That that's her. Yeah, they're. I mean, now when they were growing up, when Cheyenne was growing up, they were at each other's throats. I mean, he loved her and he was, he treated her like his, and she didn't understand some of the things back then, but now, you know, um, and he, we don't always just give her money either. We, um, the last time, um, she had a, to figure out insurance because she's pregnant. Her dad's insurance wouldn't allow her the appointments and stuff on that. And, she had to get her own insurance. Well, mm-hmm. she had to pay the initial premium to get on it, um, but didn't get paid for two days. And so she asked if she could borrow the money because she had it. Like as soon as she got paid, she had it. Um, but luckily she went a different route and didn't need it right away. But, but she still called him first. Like I had no idea. Like 
I was working and Josh came in my office and he's like, hey, you can send Cheyenne like 300 bucks, right? And I'm like, for what? Like, it was like right. you know, um, I had no idea. <laughs> no, and that, I mean, you know, I say it's, it's great to have that a, a ability to help out, right? And, you know, you find it in different ways. But no, I, I think I'm not saying that it's possible like for everybody right like the idea of this is like well again that's why we do what we do right (laughs) right education wise like the whole point of you know hey this college debt talk right i i look at it different right but like i guess and i think that it's great because like when i think about it i look at a debt as there's nothing out there that i can't accomplish paying Mm -hmm. right and when other people look at debt, they look at it like I'm going to have this forever, and it's just it is what it is, right? And like, mm-hmm. I think there's two mindsets, right? Like, if you look at something and just say, I don't care what it is, like, I don't care what it takes, I don't care anything, right? Like, I look at your seventy four thousand dollars, and I can have that paid off in a year, right? It's not going to be easy. It's not going to be great, right? Like, you're not going to love your life, but I. I can do it, right? Like, hey, but you're saying you can do it as like a I can thirty something. I can teach you how to do it. Like yeah. as, yeah, as, as I can. You, when you said when you went to school, you? I mean, I'm sure the scholarship didn't cover everything. No, I took I took us to do yeah. that and paid. I paid. But my, still, <laughs> I make that joke. Did I? So I had to get my transcripts. I was thinking about going back to school, mm-hmm. and I called Davenport, and I, I thought I had been debt free for probably ten years at this time, right? And, uh, you know, I call up and they're like, yeah, I know you have a balance on, you still owe for student loans. And I was like, fuck, I don't owe shit. Like I, I haven't owed in forever. They're like, nope, it shows that you owe $2.14. And I was like, shut up right now. Which means you probably owed a penny. <laughs> probably. And it compounded. Yeah. I was like, so, you know, when I called, I was like, hey, I don't need exact payoff. Uh, it was, uh, it was an added admin fee that kind of happened. Yeah, but it so, still was probably like a $2 admin fee. Yeah. Yeah, that has compounded a hundred percent. Fourteen, yeah. So, uh, but I, I finally I paid that off, and then realized I well, go back to school anyway. And, and but I think there's of... there's no way that you can pay off seventy two thousand dollars in debt only making thirty five thousand a year. Well, you don't. That, that's the whole point. You don't need to make only thirty five thousand in a year. You can make more. You can. That's what I made last year. Yeah, with right, incentive but... pay. I mean, but. He's saying you should basically go out, make investments, buy property, have an us. Not even necessarily that. Go do DoorDash. Go, go do DoorDash. Do, go do ship. They're they're sell everything you own. I, but again, yeah, neglect things, neglect your child. There's ways. There's yes, possible. you absolutely can. So, before I get back to student loans, because I really want to. Uh, so I know somebody that you know had a child. They were nine years old, died of cancer, had cancer their whole fucking life. They will never pay that off. Mm-hmm. Yeah. They will never pay that off because they owe over a million dollars. You get your kids' debt. Do I get my kids' debt? No, they do. They get their kids' debt. That's their debt because he was was a minor. Because he's a minor. Yeah. Really? Yes. Yes. If if your kid is in the hospital, just to let everybody know, if Courtney were in the hospital, it would not be Courtney's debt. It would be your debt. No, I don't. She is not. She is not able. Not Courtney. No, I'm sorry. Not Emerson. Emerson. Okay. Emerson were in the hospital. Yeah. It would be your and Courtney's debt. It would not be Emerson's debt because she is not old enough to accrue debt. When she. So, but even if she passes, it's not her debt because she's a. That is correct. Correct. Huh. You. 
we do a financial podcast and I'm learning today. Yes. So they will they will never pay those bills off. Sure. No, they never will. And there's nothing they can do about it. They just look at it and go, well, we're never going to pay that. So whatever. Fair enough. You yeah. know, they could if they won the lottery. Yeah. Maybe. And it's not like they it's don't big, work. And lottery, right? They work hard. You don't but have to be, I mean, yeah. you know. And if you're like super lotto or something like that. There, there are just certain situations. Yes, Vanessa could absolutely pay off that $72,000 within a year, yep. but she would have to make so many drastic changes to her life to do it. That's exactly yeah. it. It's a matter of how much are you willing to give up? Uh, we were talking about this. But you, all these I things you, you were talking about doing, you were doing before you had a kid. And maybe a little bit after you had a kid, but when she was too young to remember Sure. I mean, she's six. And so I still do these things, but like we were talking about this in dating. Right. So like a uh, person was like, Oh, it's so hard to date when you're older. Right. You got, I mean, oh, you, you did it when you were, when you're older, when you were you know, 12 year old. Right. Mm-hmm. And it's like, Oh, it's hard to find this. And it's like, all right, given the opportunity, you're committing yourself to a, per- a new person and your 12 year old has a function they have to go to. Mm-hmm. And they say, Hey, I'm only in town for this date as this person. This is the only date I can date. I'm still taking my kid. Of course, yeah. right? That's yeah. always, but now it's, you know, it's a matter of what do you want in life, right? Like the the correct answer for people who think that their kids is the number one, like it's always the, the kid, right? Yeah. But like now, hey, if if the passion of your life and the idea of this, like is, is worth it, you will make that decision, right? Like, and so well, it it's all about it is. I mean, if, if it's something like, you know, yeah, I missed my daughter's first choir concert when I was on my cruise. I had mm-hmm. planned the cruise long before I even knew she was going to take choir in <laughs> sure. sixth grade. Sure. And I mean, she did, she felt, she was a little sad I wasn't going to make it, but she also understood. I'm like, you know, I did this a year ago. I didn't know what you were going to take as a class. I didn't know when any of these concerts would be. I'm like, if I would, could be there, I would be there. I said, but I'm not going to cancel my cruise i i canceled the cruise because my daughter was in the hospital for two days Mm -hmm. that's important so the only concert i ever am happy that i went to a caitlin's for choir Mm because you know they make all the kids take it in like you know till fifth grade was the one where the kid couldn't stop adjusting his junk (laughs) because my mother went to that one too and we laughed and laughed because this kid just couldn't stop what's really funny is with the older kids which i mean the youngest of the older kids is just a few years younger than your daughter yep um they always had school concerts i mean it would be it was banned it wasn't called choir so they i mean it was usually singing because they weren't but usually by fourth or fifth grade they were playing the recorder and maybe something else but you know by the time my two were actually in, they'd got rid of that. Partly was yeah. the music teacher at that point had retired mm-hmm. that want that kept wanting to do that. So I never, I think maybe when Max was in kindergarten, I saw a concert of his. Otherwise, never saw anything yeah. until Max was in band and Addie was in choir in middle school. So to to kind of bring this back to to student loans. So one of, one of the big issues is. You see all these people, especially the boomers, that are like, well, they, they there should be no loan forgiveness. And, you know, then you see the other people like me and probably Mike, where we go, hey, I get it. Should it be free? Maybe not necessarily free, but would I have any issue with, you know, slicing $50,000 in student loans? No, I wouldn't, because I know that these institutions 
have made 10 times that on the interest they've charged on these loans. And if they mismanage their money so fucking badly that that's going to put them out of business, that's their problem. Well, I, I think and they were right amongst the groups that were asking for. No, oh, yeah, we bailed them out yeah. time and time again. Yeah. Multiple times, right? And like, that's, that's one of my issues is we bailed them out. And then now you're asking, but like, if you were to say, hey, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to, uh, I'd like to set a limit on what you can charge, right? Like, hey, take this out. It's a 30 year loan, like a house, right? Like, hey, you have this amount of time if you want to pay it back early. Great. Like, you know, I personally, I'm down for that, right? Yeah. Like set your, hey, do you want to do an arm? Offer arms. <laughs> you know, you want to make more money? Do it. Uh, hey, we'll give you a discount if you take it this way. If you do it this way, like that's, that's the way I look at it. Sure. But um, I don't know the idea, the idea that people say oh i can't pay it back like no you, you i have no problem paying it back but it, even if they slash fifty thousand, i still owe more than what i started off with yeah i mean that's just the the bottom line and I mean, you've been making the payments okay maybe not all of them but you've been oh, making yeah. payments yeah i mean so like my 72,000, there are, I think, three or four that are in the federal um, 0% interest right now. And that is like 43,000. So I'm still making payments on student loans, even with the government deferment, because the, the ones I'm making payments on are not in that category. So, so even if they the eliminate issues. the 50,000, I still have student debt. I'm still paying interest and I'm still have more debt than what I took out. Well, not really. I mean, you took out thirty-two thousand, right? Thirty. Thirty. Okay, and then fifty thousand. You're at seventy-two right now, so you'd be at you know. But 20. the ones that are there are only like forty, like forty, forty-one, forty-two thousand. That's in that federal of what they would eliminate. Sure. So I still ha would have more than fifty percent of my seventy-two thousand. I mean. Yeah. I get what you're saying, but what do you, I mean, what do you want, right? Like what's going to make you happy and want to pay your debt back? I, I want, I mean, I want to pay it back. I have been paying it back. Um, you know, I'm not above paying my debt. I'm not above paying the student loans, but like David was saying, the predatory part of it, you know, I, I was taken advantage of. I, you know, it's just, just the way it was. I mean, even eliminating what they, I have in the federal portion, I'm still paying. Even if it was ten thousand, even if even if it was thirty or forty, it's still better than where I'm at. So, and and this brings up a good point. So, when Vanessa took it out, when you took it out, you took out the loan, right? You took it out. I did. Vanessa, you took out the loan, correct? Yeah. So my daughter's a great example. I'm even a good example because I filled out fast for, for myself before just in case somebody wants to give me money. Sure, of course. Um, they've given me student loans. Yep. And I call them up and I'm like, take this shit off my fucking account. And they go, well, you have to uh, fill out some documentation and send it in and do this and do that. And it's like, no, fuck you. Just take this shit off. I didn't ask for a loan. I don't want a fucking loan. I don't agree to a fucking loan, but they're just giving it to people now. I wonder if you can sue for that. Uh, I'm sure there's a lawyer that would take that. And, and so there should be a lawyer and you should, gosh, I mean, it's just going to become a, a, what do they call those suits? Um, class action. Class action. Yeah. Right. So like, but 
Hey, I mean, maybe that'll stop them in their tracks. Right. But like, you know, you say, Hey, I'm sitting at 8% interest or, you know, 6% and 3% and stuff. You know, I mean, we, you're smart enough now to where there's multiple things that you can do to get lower interest and stop these things from being compounded on a daily basis. Right. I mean, there's so many, especially now when you're, your older age right and now that you've sat through things there's ways to stop it so i think the big key to me is getting these people to understand hey if i took out a debt i need to figure out how to roll these things i mean yeah so there should be a way to roll them into something that's lower interest. anybody know the the name of the the football stadium that the super bowl is played in so far yeah, so oh okay does anybody know what they do yeah they do <laughs> loans college loans right like so there's a whole football stadium. So like you can go to SoFi and literally just like, uh, what do you call that? Uh, the Prosper. Prosper. Yeah. Right. So you can put out, Hey, these are my loans. Who wants to earn interest on it? And you'll get cheaper that, than that. Yeah. Right. Like, so. Um, but again, it should just be a system that isn't so aggressive to begin with. I mean, and then like he said, all the work you have to pay, do to not take out the loan. It's basically like all the paperwork you have to do to get like a mortgage is the paperwork you have to do to not get a student loan. Yeah. That's insane. So what you said, Mike, there is a good point. It should be, but for business and banks, it shouldn't be because they don't make money on that. I'm not their customer. Okay. I'm not their customer when it comes to loans. I'm not their customer when it Mm -hmm. comes to credit cards. I'm not their customer when it comes to a mortgage because I'm paying everything off fucking early. I'm not carrying Mm -hmm. interest and you're going to hate giving me money. Mm -hmm. But I'm, you know, 44. I learned how to do this. Mm -hmm. It's not easy. Okay. You know, Nick will sit here and tell you all the time. What I do is not easy. It, it's extremely difficult. You have to be motivated. You have yeah. to, you know, knock on doors to find houses to buy. I'm going to mm-hmm. tell you the same thing with credit. It's not easy. Okay. Because it's sitting there and you know, you can, you can just do this here, take my credit card and you charge a thousand dollars on it. Great. It, it doesn't mean anything mm-hmm. to a lot of people. They're like, well, it's just a card. Who gives a shit? Okay. You know, this is way harder to, to hand over to someone that this True, it's not backed by anything anymore, so it's not like it really has a value. But, I mean, people say this is worth $20. It's backed by the Chinese government. Correct. So, you know, you can hand this to somebody, and they're going, well, this this is hard to get rid of. Yeah. Yeah, yeah if you've got $1,000 cash in your hand, yes, it's a lot harder to say, take my $1,000 cash versus put $1,000 onto my credit card. I spent $1,200 yesterday on plane tickets and insurance on the plane tickets. Where are you going? Miami, Fort Lauderdale. He's going yeah, I'm to going Fort to Fort Lauderdale, and I'm coming back from Miami. I'm surprised. I didn't think many places would do that. Or you pay a lot more to fly in and out of. Maybe yeah. not as much. It used to be that way. It used to be that way. We it's not book ours yet. Is that for October? October, yeah. yeah. Oh, so we I'm going to book mine soon. I don't know. Well, you're going to probably fly something I won't. And and with my bonus I'm getting for work. I to probably buy first class. I don't blame you. I do. I am not buying first class, but I will tell you that baggage charges are way less on American and United than they are on Delta. Half the price. Um, but that's why I apply first class because then I can check one for free. Two bags or two for free. free. Yeah, here's here's the deal. I, I'm going to spend thirty bucks to check a bag instead of six hundred dollars a person to upgrade. You know, I, I would I only upgrade really, one. I don't really care. 
I, I don't blame you. If it was just me <laughs> flying, I would probably do the same damn thing. But I got three of us, and I'm not picking one person to go to first class. Because I'm going to tell you right now, that one person would be me. No, when it'd be Caitlin and you know it. No, oh, fuck that. No, it would be him. Back. It would him. be him. I'm look, fat. I need look room. Look at him compared to his daughter. Yeah, yes. that's true. I need room. Um, <laughs> let's go through a few more of these tweets here, Nick. All right. So, I can't even read. Brian that. Tyler Cohen, who I love, uh, corporations are bra- bragging about record high profits while Americans are paying more than ever. It's not inflation, it's price gouging. Um, did I have more? Did we talk about Carnival? We have not talked about Carnival yet. And I just told you about Carnival. So another damn price. In 2020, Carnival Cruises lost $10 billion. Thousands of employees were laid off or furloughed. The CEO got a 19% raise to $13.2 million. He has to fix his tweet, though. He, he does. 202. 202, I know. But I knew what he was saying. 2021, Carnival lost even more money. Cruises just didn't happen. The CEO got a 13% raise to $15 million. Because again, the these and it's not like and certain things like this aren't lies because they're no. they're publicly they're traded public knowledge. Yeah. yeah. So this is all part of like their yearly yes. reports. Yeah. So the one Nick wanted to talk about, because he got pissed off at Dan for this. And I mean I can see kind of both ways here. Uh, Domino spent $50.4 million and counting on TV ads to brag about giving local businesses a total of a hundred thousand dollars. And now they're going to pay you $3 to pick up your order. So you don't have to pay delivery driver. So they don't have to pay delivery drivers, decent wages. Yeah. But every company does delivery fees. I mean, they it's do. just some, it's not, that's not a Domino's thing. I mean, yeah. The fact that they're spending billions of dollars to basically say they gave a small portion of that is crazy. Yes. I mean, my company likes to give money, but they don't, well, by commercial time i mean i'm sure they go to their stock you know owners and say hey you know this is how much we donated to the local communities where our sites are and everything so i know nick wants to talk about dominoes go ahead i'll be right back yeah i i think that you know i'm not gonna tell you where to spend your fucking money okay i again they how much did dan price give to local yeah i don't know okay so shove it I, my my only thought on this is I think it's great that Domino's gave money to small businesses. I think that's wonderful. And, and they didn't, they bought gift cards and they handed it out to people. Yeah. That's great. Mm-hmm. But I do see the point of, you know, the media blitz of $50 million being a little bit ridiculous because yeah. again, you, you didn't do it for the altruistic goal of I'm doing something good. I don't need the publicity. You did something good just to get the publicity. So people are now like, hey, Domino's is great. I mean, you look, I mean, that, you look that, at every, it's bullshit. every year, what is it, Nissan or whatever does their like, they advertise the fact that we gave millions of dollars to charity. But mm-hmm. then again, it's again to publicize the fact that they give money right. with the hopes that that's going to give them a return on investment. Yes. Well, there's multiple things, right, that we have going on here. Mm-hmm. So, like, one, I mean, yes, they're doing it for the, like, why can't I brag about, I don't brag all the time about my good deeds, right? Like, but okay. why, why can't I? Okay, like, you can't. Uh, Here, here's the uh, entire thing. Number two. Yes, let them brag. Throw it on social media. Much less expensive than like a Super Bowl commercial. Are you in a meeting? No. Yeah. Are you in a meeting? <laughs> <laughs> I'm in a meeting. Hi. Hi. What? 
Um, so, right, and then the other thing, the other thing was, uh, bye, bye. <laughs> um, felt like we just had Emerson here. Son, by the way, yeah. <laughs> bye, son. <laughs> it's a bison. bison. Uh, <laughs> is that M. Bison uh, from? Uh, it is Street Fighter. Street Fighter. <laughs> um, so he's a other, trip, y'all. <laughs> the other thing was, was, um. The three dollars an hour thing. I mean, that doesn't bother me. Like, yeah, that doesn't bother they're, me. They're, they're not, they're not not paying. They're just giving a thing back. Not yeah. so they don't, no, it's because people don't want to drive or whatever. Oh, they could pay more and people drive. No, like, I'm just like you. And the fact that I don't think, all right, when I was a kid and I couldn't drive, my mom gave us extra money to make sure that we tipped the driver. Yeah. My grown ass adult life, there's not a single time. I mean, I've Uber Eats because I was drunk, but like. There's no, I can't. You don't think, get delivery. I cannot think of a yeah. time I've paid for delivery. So I, I remember I pay for delivery. Just no, God, I don't no. always. But some places I want to order from, I don't want to drive to. I get that. So I I remember the pandemic was you know going, but we were able to go do shit. Yeah. So you came up. I think Mikey might have been there. Nick and Courtney came over with Emerson and bought Pepinos. Yep. Somebody sober had to dr- go and drive to Pepino's because <laughs> Nick and I were not sober and you were not sober. But I, I wasn't. Which probably, meant was, Don, which probably meant Don and Courtney. But probably. Pepino's. So, and it was one of those things where Nick was like, no, I'll buy the pizza, but we're not getting it fucking delivered. Drive your ass down there and get it. But Pepino's isn't even that far. I mean, Pepino's it, I would drive to. It's around the corner. Yeah. Pepino's I would drive to unless I was too drunk to do it. Yeah. I do the same thing. One of the places I like to get breakfast from sometimes on a saturday when i don't have my kids is about a mile away i remember ordering through them and this was actually i did this it was new year's day it would have been 2020 going into 2021 Mm -hmm. so it was during covid so i had gone to my sisters with my kids everybody spent the night my parents were there we wanted to order breakfast Mm -hmm. we ordered from this place called michelle's okay not realizing that you could they had a site you could pay for so we did doordash but i went to pick it up because we didn't want to wait like an hour and a half for delivery well one of the first things they said is hey you know please order through our app and or or through our website and you know save us the third party fees so i mean they're they're a mile away i go get my food from them yeah especially since quite often on a saturday morning i might be Hitting a bank or hitting the grocery yeah. store or something like well, Lord, that. Lord, I hope you're not hitting a bank. Hungover. That's like illegal to go out and hit a bank. Come on. I'm, going, I, I'm using my little uh, tech, my, my tech to steal from the uh, ATM. I'll go into a bank. I'm not like him. We just, I always go into a bank. This is how things work. With, with a stack of cash to pay your mortgages, we know. Safe. I mean, I'll do, I mean, if I've got a large deposit, when I used to be the treasurer for like scouts and stuff like that, I went into the bank. Because A, like you said, I wanted a receipt. I don't care about whether, you know, sometimes when I'm taking money out of the ATM, like I took out almost $1,000 yesterday to pay for summer camp and a bunch of other things for scouts for my kids. And yes, I took a receipt for that. See? Yeah, I but mean, if I'm doing a five dollar, you know, quick withdrawal, I mean, no, I, I, I've, I've got never credit. once gotten five dollars. Okay, well, I've got credit union, so I don't pay for, you know, sure. fees for taking money out of other credit unions. Sure. And yet yeah, nowadays you can take in multitudes of one dollar. I know I lost a five dollar bet on that. 
So Shit, you're not. <laughs> I didn't know you could get a dollar out. Don went and made a deposit for me yesterday. Yeah. And they were really busy at the bank. And the teller is a former player of mine. Mm-hmm. And she's like, hey, Don, I'm really busy. Do you need a receipt? And Don's like, no, just take care of it. And she's like, okay. So I said to Don, I'm like, uh, where's my receipt? No. I'm like, how did you make a deposit? And she's like, yeah. I'm like, then why was it only $6? Because I know you had a $25 check and I know you had two dimes. So where's that money? She goes, oh, well, they were busy, but, you know, Kaylee was handling it. So I figured it was fine. I'll, I'll go find out what's up today at the bank so she goes in and kaylee's like yeah i remember that i must have fucked that up so you know it had happened once with one of the deposits i made for scouts we had deposited it was right during our popcorn sale yep. so i deposited three four thousand dollars it got put into the wrong account oh yeah oh i've been there done that see and, and then we get paid like the three or four thousand oh, yeah. dollars out and yeah we had checks bounce and because what we do is we'd have a lot in savings and only have a small amount in checking to keep yep from you know and basically the treasurer was there to be like okay we're going to put you know a thousand fifteen hundred dollar check out let's you know move that because we never like to keep more than a thousand or two thousand in the check because it's much easier to access a checking account in most cases than it is a savings account well and you know don went in there and I mean, they fixed it right away. No yeah. issues. Oh, yeah, they do. So, I, you know, I got my my deposit made. It was a day late, so I lost a little bit of interest, but I, I live. It's okay. Like a penny or two. Yeah, probably. Um, so, we're at uh, two and a half hours here, Nick. Yeah. We should probably wrap up soon, huh? Say, yeah. Hey, uh, guys, appreciate you guys uh, listening. This uh, this could go on for days and hours because I enjoy arguing with people, um, especially when I know I'm right. <laughs> 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 um guys uh again like subscribe share tell your friends tell your family uh make love yeah thanks uh what'd you think angry Richard, hard cider old-fashioned i really enjoyed it, it it's I'm, good isn't it I mike would, i would do another but, one what'd you think of yours well like we said i think early at the episode the yingling hershey's was i mean it was decent but definitely was okay. underwhelming yes very underwhelming um parent imperial fudge stout very good very good and not as strong as a lot of Imperials. This one's only about 9%. Yeah. And I, I really liked the Victory um, sour? sour Monkey because I, I do like sours a little bit. So yeah. You do. And I thought my Sinful from uh, Angry Orchard was very good, even though I was not allowed to drink today. I did have a couple. So I guess, you know, my procedure will be what it is tomorrow. Yeah. So don't um, die in us. I'm going to try not to die. That's, that's usually the goal nowadays um uh thanks for joining us again vanessa thanks for hopping on and and giving us your perspective on student loans uh we will be live on nothing next week because we're going to be at at hendy's house and uh just recording i'm just recording but i think i'm going to take everything down i'm going to take the camera i'm going to take the microphones i think i'm going to take everything good so we'll we'll do a full full thing down there and it'll probably go two and a half hours too because i love to talk to steve and he loves to make drinks so there we go. i'm still uh, gonna probably just break i i don't know if i want to drink the drinks he's gonna make because i i want to be able to drive home <laughs> nick and i might be in trouble um anyways thanks again for joining us guys we'll see you all next week
You've dialed in to Box and Brews. You might hear something you can use. Like tips on your cash or tips on the suds. You're going to want to use the smarts of these studs. Because they know the brews. And they know the box. And they know they can't help the stubborn fucks. So listen up, because shit's not funny. And save yourself some beer money. Bucks and, and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews. Bucks and brews.